0: Hey everyone, it's Ben Quam, one half of your Libations for Everyone team. Uh, We lost power last night as we were recording, and unfortunately we missed the intro and the beginning of the first question. We thought we could salvage the audio, and technology was just not on our side. So it is what it is. We were really, really proud of the rest of this episode, and it basically picks up halfway through that first question. So what we did miss was introducing our guest. Uh, MJ Matheson is an incredible stand up comedian. He's an incredible improv comedian, a wonderful bartender, and honestly, just one of my favorite humans, period. Um, if you want to see his new stand up special, as he talks about at the end of the episode, just go onto YouTube and search MJ Matheson Live in LA. I promise you, you will laugh your ass off. It's fantastic. Uh, the first question that we come in on was from Charles asking basically, People are very hot or cold on L.A. Where do you sit? Do you love L.A.? Do you dislike L.A.? Uh, Or as MJ reframed it, does L.A. rule or does L.A. drool? I believe that was scribbled on the back of a Lisa Frank notebook in 1991. Uh, So I'm going to throw it to the show, but just wanted to let you guys know what's going on. So it's going to be a hot start halfway through the first question. Thank you, as always, for listening to our show, for loving our show. Smash the like button or whatever the TikTok kids say these days. I don't fucking know. Thank you for listening. Is all I want to say. Cheers.
1: All right, we
2: we lost power there momentarily. Obviously, you can't hear that part. We we got fried out uh, literally right after I said some mean things about LA. Uh, The Hollywood gods, man. MJ was remarking that it was the Hollywood Elite coming for us. Yep. Right. That's how they do it. Okay. So That's why they ruled, not (laughs) true. Oh shit. Yes, they are the best. I love (laughs) Los Angeles. They are the greatest. It's the best. They invented tacos. Thank you, LA Daddies. So either I'm gonna need someone to um to like bring me around town and show me the right way to do things. So whether that be someone that I haven't hung out with there quite yet or of my own volition doing what I ordinarily do, even if I have friends in a city, I'm like, no, you're going where I want to go. I know cooler places than you do, which I do sometimes (laughs) to to my friends. But so in your assessment, mutually, your assessments, MJ, what do you think? Do you think that that seems like because I want to do it right. And obviously it I'm going to say this. It obviously is a great city that I have not experienced. I'm not going to say I experienced it incorrectly. I just haven't had that light bulb moment that yeah. someone like me requires do you think i'm on the right path back yeah too like the next time i go there you think that that's like, one of those plans would be more fruitful
3: absolutely i think they're it like anywhere else that you'd be traveling to you know like want to go there i ended up finding this amazing like little marketplace near my friend's house and it was all based on trade and uh it was super relaxed this dude uh was selling the stuff his name was joe he had like a hawaiian shirt on um, but yeah, all I had to do was trade money for uh, food. This guy is Trader Joe's. He was great. <laughs> Holy shit! Su- super small operation. Um, really, really cool. And the guy was young. He Sup- was like, he looked like he was eighteen. Surprising the
0: amount of white women there.
3: I mean, well, you know, L.A. baby, <laughs> you know. <laughs> can't find anything you actually need on your grocery list. <laughs> no, or? but you know what? They're, they do four different types of guacamole.
0: None of them normal. Oh, that wow, That's interesting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it was. None cool. are made but with avocado. Avocados is no. the third to fourth ingredient in every one of them. Right? Yep,
3: yep, I will say this. So that's that's something I I fucking love avocado. You know, I know that's like the, like the maybe the bubbles popped on like how. It, remember how like bacon was suddenly like the PR person for bacon was like, spend it all. You know, like everyone's like oh, bacon. this gravy like, train will never end. Right, literally bacon gravy, baby. He's like there's chips. Come on. Yeah, and then avocado for some reason recently too. There's like all these little. Cool like Japanese like plush dolls of avocados and everyone's like, I love avocado. And it's great and avocado toast, and millennial jokes, all that shit. But really, I do love a fucking avocado. I have had since I was a kid. And they in California and in Florida and I guess most places like relatively tropical, huge avocados. And I'm like, that that's to me worth it. Like I love my friends who live out there. And I tell them every time, I'm like, the love I have for you is up to here. I know this is an audio medium, but I'm, I'm showing my hand at one level. Yeah, we're, we're at just around mouth level. Uh-huh, right around here. And my love for legal marijuana and ocean and avocados as big as my fist oh, wow. is right up here. So, like, if I move out there, it is for both my friends and the love and the compassion I share for them. And getting high is like eating avocados at a beach.
0: That's amazing because my love of avocados and marijuana outweighs most of my love for my Yeah, Cool, exactly. (laughs) And a real, okay,
3: this is a secondary uh, 1.5 question here. Um, Now, your wife, okay, so your wife here, where's avocado? Where's marijuana? Oh, uh, What are we doing? <laughs> are we well, doing?
0: A- avocado is is a ways down compared to my wife. 100%. There you go. Okay, cool. Uh, See, if you answered wrong on that one, yeah. I'd be the best man at your divorce. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and again, <laughs> as somebody's got through that, we don't need to re- we don't need to watch that show again. I think we're I think we're solid. <laughs> Marty
2: but gets an upset stomach from eating avocado, so
3: that's oh, a, I, I, gotta, I really got to
0: think about this one. Do you How does she feel about Jason Brown? to eat more. <laughs>
3: Does anyone feel anything about Jason Mraz anymore?
0: I mean, he he grows avocados now. That's why he Does doesn't he? have to make music. Well, fuck. No, I wow. love him.
3: No, I love him. Yep. He's, he's an avocado. He's an <laughs> avocado farmer,
0: and then he's like, this is this is my thing. So what Jimmy Buffett did with like margarita and terrible cheeseburger culture, that's what Jason Mraz has done now. So he just has to kind of make the same. Easygoing uh, diet reggae music for the rest of his <laughs> life, and people will keep buying his albums and then buying his avocados and he's set.
3: That's actually really perfect. Yeah. I could, I could eat one raw, you know, with the skin on, just... You know, <laughs> just exactly. absorb it.
0: Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, going back yeah. to L.A., Charles, uh, yeah. yeah, there's... Again, it's... I just try and crowdsource it from all of my friends out there, and then I'll pick a few things that I think look really cool. Mm-hmm. So I would suggest the same thing. And then try to plan it out because, MJ, as you were saying, travel is a pain in the ass, especially at, like, giant chunks of the day. Mm -hmm. So try and get into an area and then kind of be around there. And you can bebop around and do a lot of really cool stuff and have a lot of incredible food. True.
3: And you know the tricks as well being, like, you know, how much time have we spent in the service industry to realize when you're at a bar and you like the vibe of the bartender or the server, whoever you're talking to, and be like, where the fuck are you going after this to get a drink? Not like, hey, where are you going later? But no, like, really, like, where do you guys go to drink? Wh- what's the what's the hole in the wall? Yeah. What's the space? What's the industry bar? Because you're always going to have a better time. Mm-hmm. You're always going to find more people who you, c- you can share kinship with. Uh, and if it sucks, then, you know, you find something else. But Ooh. Yeah. I've had that yeah. luck
2: in other parts of California routinely. Uh, sure. Like San Diego, I always find, like, the cool hole in the wall with, like, dirty carpet, pinball machines, and, like, cold-ass yeah. high lifes. Hell yeah. I've had great luck with that. So – I guess that's the other part of the equation. I like so many other parts of California more than L.A. Yeah, sure, I almost compare okay. them. Like, I could have went to San Diego instead. You know yeah, what I'm saying?
3: Well, yeah. Because, again, the same way, like, Wisconsin is with Minnesota to the rest of the country, like, San Diego is L.A. to the rest of the country. You know, like, yeah. in San Francisco, <laughs> even though it's, like, five hours away sometimes from right. each other. Like, those are the same place because you're flying out. You're taking the weekend off. You're getting legal marijuana. I'm going to keep pushing that. Um, write your legislators. Yeah. Yes. Call them. Email. Call up, everyone. Text him. Text oh my disability. God!
0: Why don't we have it?
3: Also, there are way bigger issues. We should also be texting our legislators about. Correct. But, you know, hey, let's put that in at the end. There, but, huh? also <laughs> but, also, but also weed. Also <laughs> weed.
0: Oh, all right. Well, should we? Uh, yeah. Let's take no another little little sipper here. Another no little sipper. Cheers. Brother. Cheers. All
3: right. Cheers to L.A. I'll say it. Hey, there he is. Cheers to Los Angeles, City of Angels.
0: Uh, all right, so. MJ, you and I have uh, both had long and illustrious careers bartending. And Charles, you may have had one of the most illustrious at home bar programs out of any human being I've ever met. What is your favorite drink to make, not to consume? Is there a drink that you enjoy? And it literally could just be pouring a single beer. I don't, popping a top on a high life. Mm. Is there something that makes you happy when somebody asks for it and you're like, hell yeah and then you make it for them. Yeah.
3: Damn, that's a great one. Um, I'm going to do the the, the the boomerang here. I want you you fellas to go okay. first here, because I'm going to think about that, because I have yeah. like five answers already. Totally. Charles? I've, yeah, I think that uh, if this was just
2: sprung upon me, I would maybe struggle to find correct. the precise yeah. answer. But I actually have an answer that is probably the best Best answer that any of my friends... It might not occur to them, but they'll be like, oh, yeah. You would think it's a dirty martini, because I'm obsessed with really filthy martini, vodka martinis. And I make them routinely, and I batch them. But the answer is definitely the Negroni, because Mm. I throw a motherfucking Negroni party every year. You do. So I've been... uh, uh, My wife and I, six years running this summer, we'll be throwing
3: our sixth annual... Negroni party.
0: Beah, beah, beah. Was,
3: does there is there a name for it? Like, is there a name for the Negroni event? Party. Negroni party? Yeah, it started. Um, it started with our
2: housewarming party, <laughs> and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it started with our <laughs> housewarming that's party. So mad, <laughs>
3: that's <laughs> <funny>. <laughs> yeah, I, I was Yeah, it was in the chamber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have to do it.
2: You have to unleash it. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it started with our housewarming party, cool. and it was the Negroni week because it was during the summer. They changed the date now. It's in the fall. Sure. Uh, we decided let's theme the party, a Negroni party. So we had a big barbecue, and then we made a bunch of Negronis, and we encouraged our friends to make their own version of a Negroni. And year to year, I get creative and do variations on it. It's a very versatile uh, cocktail. There are so many different variations on it. Yeah. And um, every year, you get to really explore the crevasses of your creative mind to make (laughs) a new version. Like, Last year, I made my barrel aged. I got a oak, uh, virgin oak, baby barrel, oak barrel that I made um, uh, pineapple old pal in. It was so and, good. Uh, made Damn. it, made it taste like a pineapple upside down cake. Yeah, it was sparker. garnished as such with Hell charred yeah. pineapple and maraschino cherries. Damn, bud, that sounds awesome. And then you know, a little orange peel. I don't know what I'm going to make this year yet, and we also haven't selected the date. But I guess that would be the answer because it brings me. That's the. I think that's the one cocktail that I. Have most fun and creativity and love for, in that way, and like gathering with my friends. Sometimes I'm just making your standard protocol gin martini or like the obvious riffs like a mezcal. That's probably what I make more frequently than anything is just the banyas. You know, get my sure. bottle of banyas. It's always on the shelf, and making a mezcal negroni. Anytime a friend says. Make me a drink. Like, that's one of the first things I'll recommend to them. I'll, I'll say, dirty martini. I'll say, i easily make you an old-fashioned. I'll make you a spaghetti. I got High Life, and I got Campari. Or I'll make you a Negroni. And I just, you know, anytime mm. someone says, make me a Negroni. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm making myself one, too. Yeah. Got you,
0: boo. Hell yeah, go. Uh I do want to clarify that uh, I posted about a martini that I made a couple days ago, mm-hmm. and I left an ingredient out, and I want to throw it out on the show because I actually thought it hit something that you and I would overlap on. Uh, I made, we were kind of trying to get rid of some stuff that we had like small amounts left in our bar at home mm-hmm. and I made it's a, fun game to play. yeah. <laughs> and I made <laughs> a, I made a vodka martini with Lillet Blanc and Breckenridge bitters. Oh. Uh, but okay. I did, what I didn't, when I, I took a picture of it and I posted it, what I left out was the fact that I did a pinch of MSG in the cocktail and oh my God. Hashtag wow. MSG everything. Right. Wow. It really? was, it was perfectly sweet and salty. And it was like dirty, but also like fresh and bright. Yum. And uh, I'm kind of obsessed. Like I, e- Charles, you have got me to love dirty martinis, mm. but now I kind of love this like sweet and salty thing that I had going on. You should also MSG and a little MDMA. Ooh, yeah. That's oh yeah, wild. Just wow. all the characters. Yeah, it's called the Open Heart. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna
3: be real honest. To That's me like telling.
0: the the best. Acronym ever, <laughs> MSGM DMA, yeah. Martini. Um, yeah, we're gonna open a very illegal source. Yes, here. <laughs> yes, perfect. I'm into it. Uh, but the opposite of bitter. <laughs> thinking about it from a bartender's <laughs> point of view, what you will be after that beverage? Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly, dude. <laughs> what I always loved was winning people over to things that they didn't like. Yeah. And uh, as somebody who started bartending in 1999, tequila was always the thing that people hated the most because they'd mm. all had bad times with. Cuervo Gold or right. whatever god-awful garbage like uh, Juarez tequila-flavored <laughs> liquor like whatever. Yeah. So making a good margarita because mm. it's a double win Yeah, because first you're getting people to accept tequila and then on top of it you're getting people to jump past, like, the chi Cheese margarita that they were right. used to.
3: Celebration of food.
0: Right? I mean, l- listen, we're all going to pump the salsa into our coat pocket. Obby. But a lot of people really felt like it was just lime syrup and then some sort of tequila flavoring and there was no yep. booze in it. Splash of OJ. When you give somebody a legitimate margarita made mm. from scratch, squeezing the limes, uh-huh. doing the whole thing, mm. I loved watching people say, "I don't, I didn't know that it could taste like that. That, to me, is a win. Mm. And I really loved when I had time to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. And I don't, I don't drink margaritas on a regular basis. That's something that every now and then we'll have at home. Or if we have a bunch of limes and, you know, they're starting to get a little soft and squishy, like, yeah, let's, let's rock it. But that's not, right. a, that's not, like, my go-to cocktail when I go out. But when people are over, I catch myself, like, stocking up for that. Yeah. And then, on top of it, you can add in a little Mezcal, and then you get people into that, and then you're like, oh, now I'm opening a whole new world for you. I go it, full
2: Mezcal in mine.
0: It really, like, um. when you suggested, MJ, when you said, I want, like, agave spirits, I want tequila, or, or you were cool with Mezcal, I'm like, oh, dude, it reminded me how much I love making, like, a real margarita for somebody. Because yeah. it is, to my, to my in, in my opinion, it is a perfect cocktail. It has sweetness. It has depth. It has warmth from the spirit. It has... Like it's it's perfectly balanced. It's acid and it's fat, and it's all perfect together. And then a little bit of salt in there, like mm-hmm. it, just, it makes your mouth water even more. Uh, you're
3: making me want one bad. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. that is one of the segment of cocktails that has been done wrong for so long. Correct. Like yeah, uh, whiskey sour, a Cosmo. Uh, what else falls under that umbrella? I had another one in mind. I, I mean, like honestly, like
0: what people normally think of as a martini. Sure. Yeah. You know, like, just chilled vodka in a glass. Like, oh, my God, there is so much more to that cocktail. Or Manhattan, yeah. honestly. Oh. That,
3: I love, I mean, one of my favorite things, and, and I, I, I really, true, I, I truly, sorry to, like, jump in on here, but, but like.
0: No, we asked you I, the goddamn I, question, yeah, MJ. Right,
3: right. Um, I think that. In craft culture, cocktail culture, there is a lot of ego, a lot of arrogance, and it can be very intimidating already as a concept mm. for people who are just, yeah, like a Jack and Coke. Be like, oh, this because you don't have a palate. Like I heard someone say that to somebody. Oh, fuck a, someone off. Someone ordered a child Jim Beam at the bar. And I'm not going to name names. Why not? And they ordered a child Jim Beam. Fuck yeah, dude. Oh, here's the thing about Jim Beam. I fucking love bourbon. I and love Jim Beam. It's a fantastic bourbon. Jim Beam
0: White Label? Fantastic.
3: 50 fucking percent of the bourbon sold in America is Jim Beam. 90 percent of the bourbon sold around the world is Jim Beam. So to the world, bourbon is Jim Beam, and you know I'm sure that's great for Fred No and all those guys, but uh, <laughs> it's uh, and all their and all their other amazing like uh, 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 brands as well, like you know. Um, uh, but really, what I mean to say is, there's this arrogance that I also love um, to kind of um, play into. Like I, I have very little um, ego anymore as a bartender. I have very, I'm very very zen about it. Like I put liquid in glass for a living. I get paid. It's juice, wonderful.
0: Juice and cups simple
3: and when people will apologize like granted the bar i work at now is very um uh it's high volume it's it's cranking them out it's jack and cokes it's 60 beers on tap it's cranking out cans um someone's like sorry i need like four scooby snacks oh i'm sorry i'm like the hardest thing i have to make for you is a scooby snack (laughs) I can make 2,000 Scooby Snacks tonight and be just fine, especially coming off of a a TGI Friday, doing a stint, doing my seven-year stint at a TGI Friday. Let me tell you something. Yeah, so, um, but I remember there was this time um, working at Libertine, and I can name names because that that restaurant's gone now, but there was some, you know, types of people who would come through, and this man was just very much, um, what's the word, asshole. Um, Very much (laughs) an asshole was talking, just, just negging this woman at the bar next to him. And well, I honestly didn't like the vibe. And I was like, what can I get for you, man? He goes, uh, a Manhattan. And I'm like, okay. How, like, how? Because there are so many other right. qualifiers that should be coming after the word Manhattan. <laughs> you know? like you, what, Bourbon? we are talking rye? What are, you talk, what, what are you in the mood for? What kind of whiskey? Up on um, the rocks. Up, down Rocks? What are we talking here? A sweet, dry? What, what are we? Spi- w- it, there's so much more. That you are supposed to be saying right now, you affluent, interesting man, <laughs> that you don't know what the fuck you're doing. You just went to a couple different wedding receptions, and yeah. one of the drinks was, cock, you know, Manhattan. The other drink was daiquiri, and you're like, "Why is it not blended?" You know, like that's that kind of <laughs> guy. And so, um, that's one of the other ones, daiquiri. Daiquiri, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, I, I would, I would only ever rele- unleash that kind of um, verbal self-righteousness as a bartender, yes. or a knowledgeable bartender, on a person who is. Um, already kind of demeaning others around them. They Everyone it, else, yeah. though, someone's like, yeah. oh, Manhattan. I'm like, you got it, buddy. I'll be right back. I know what you want. I know what you actually want. You want you want, you want a sweet Manhattan. You want a Manhattan <laughs> sweet. <Yeah>. You want <laughs> the rocks. I get you. buddy." Don't the Manhattan the way you make it, is what they're asking you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. precisely. And, uh, I mean, I love that. I remember moving here uh, from Wisconsin, right, and I made a Old Fashioned, and I, I muddled the cherry, and I muddled the orange and stuff, and uh, one of my friends bartenders, You're and telling. he's a career bartender, like the man that re- reads books on vermouth, and j- he's just like, He's he's the man in that way, and he walked up to me, and in all seriousness, very sweetheart, very relaxed person, he leans in and says, if I see you muddle another cherry, I'm going to fucking cut your hand off. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just, uh, but I'm making an old-fashioned. He's like, that is not an old-fashioned, that is a bastardization of an old-fashioned. And I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure I've made thousands of these, and these are right, or whatever. And he's like, you're from Wisconsin. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. Wisconsin iced tea. Precisely. So. Then, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, I got to learn. And I learned, you know, and, and I'm glad to know it because I actually I prefer a proper old-fashioned versus the one I, I would still go home. But when I go back to Appleton, Wisconsin, I'm drinking old fashions the way I used to grow up drinking them and like in a fucking pint glass. And then know? we're going to Cleo's, and we're going to have yep. some jumbo oh.
0: snowballs, and we're going to get wild. <laughs> going to go to Ma- Dr. Jekyll's. Yeah, and then maybe fun. we'll end up at the Dirty Leprechaun.
3: Ooh, maybe the Dirty Leprechaun will end up at us. And it you could know what be. I'm I, I think um. I've had both in Appleton. <laughs> <laughs> But I remember um, one time making, you know, someone ordered an old fashioned, and very much in that era of pomp, you know, I, I, you know, bought it and set it down. The guy's like, "Oh, uh, sorry, (laughs) no, I ordered an old fashioned. um, This is not that, you know, because it's like a proper old fashioned, just on one big chunk of ice." And I'm like, "You're from Wisconsin?" He's like, "Oh, yeah." And I'm like, "I'll be right back." And I (laughs) went over at my friend. I'm like, "What's up, dude?" Muddling the cherry, looking right (laughs) at him. I'm like, "Come on over here, because the guest's always right, you know." I will say this, (laughs) again, over the last six years, the bar I work at, again, is it's like bartender Valhalla now for us because we just slay and fight all day. And at night, our wounds reheal and we feast. And then the next day, we're just back to it. So I have a lot of different craft cocktail knowledge and, and, you know, spirit knowledge. But I don't have to use any of it as my uh, career, so to speak. But I do use it with friends. So to answer the proper question, I would say my favorite to, like, make a proper because it's really not that difficult, but it is so perfect when it's done right is a Sazerac. Yeah. It's just my favorite to make. It's oh, my favorite so drink. Um, and I actually, I loved it last night at uh, Volstead's uh, in Uptown, uh, the uh, speakeasy. I was able to get one, and they give you the absinthe rinse on the side. And there's there's differing thoughts on if that's a good idea or not, but I've s- I think it's a sin when someone, like, does the absinthe rinse of the glass, and they just pfft mm. down the... Th- I'm like... That mm-mm, mm-mm. There's a... L- mm. Okay. I'm so with you. Yeah, so I think Sazerac, but then... the. To be honest with you, gut instinct, when you were, like, favorite thing to do or make, even if it's cracking, you know, a high life, there is moments, especially when I'm bartending it up, down and it's busy as fuck, and someone's, like, two white claw two cans of whatever. I love double fisting, like, holding both yes. cans out, John Woo <laughs> style, and just cranking them out, <laughs> and, like, setting them directly in front of the person, like, just... All showing off my index finger and thumb control, you know, like these are we're reposable, we're we're baby. Or that tip, maybe. Yeah, yeah, for me, I'm just like push, yeah. boom. How many more you guys need? Because I got thumbs for days, you know. I can't like crack eggs like that, but I will. That's my next <laughs> step, dude. <I> was <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then just suck the yolk out just for the whites, and just like right. seven make it sour.
0: doves yeah. just fly out of the back. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> dude, I, I land I on a <laughs> motorcycle, <laughs> and
0: here's your black cherry white claw. Drink it. I hadn't thought about that. But honestly, I would say a 1B to a proper margarita and winning somebody over was um, mm. uh, I used to do um, bottled beer that were twist offs with pressing the cap into my forearm. Oh, yeah. And twisting the bottle. Oh, and it's then, such a pirate looking move. Right. And then you'd set the, the, the bottle down and then just like kick the cap off your forearm. <laughs> that was, I did that way too much. I got to a point where my right arm had just had sort of a permanent purple all the way Straight. up and down because i would do it so much <laughs> and i'm like why i i don't know it wasn't for the response i got from other people it was yeah, like somehow made me feel cool just and how you did it yeah yeah no it wasn't how i do this yeah hey here's this thing that's never worked in any positive <laughs> way before oh, let's keep doing it for a while and see what happens
2: <laughs> i fucking love that actually well let's sip some boozes let's do hey. that what
3: do you think about that i'm a big fan
0: I um, uh, emptied emptied my cup, actually. I was going to say, I'm also empty. Uh,
2: So we were drinking the Mm hornitos, which is pretty standard protocol.
0: Classic. Uh, Uh, Guam, what are we going to move on to? Do you want
2: to do the Elote next? Yeah,
0: I think we're going to do the the Mezcal, um, the Vago Elote. Unfortunately, um, the guy who started this company passed away last year, and it's become harder to find. Course. Um, but this is, uh, as far as I've been told, this is a beautiful mezcal mixed with a little bit of, uh, of basically corn moonshine, uh, oh. to bring up the, the sweetness oh, and then run <laughs> also over <laughs> like barbecued corn. Really? That's the Elote part? Mm-hmm. Oh, we love
2: you, Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Um, shout back from my Huskers. Yeah, there it is. Uh, but uh Charles, I believe that I am up on this question. Would you be willing to to pour that? Suppose well I will. So uh, okay. MJ, I believe uh, how how old are you? Well so how old are you? Enough. Okay. <laughs> it's so a party, I'm, baby. I think uh, I'm enough 32. plus. Yeah. So I believe I am the oldest human being in Could this be, room. Yeah. I'm 36. Okay. All right. So I'm 42. Charles is 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still a similar demographic. So my question for you is what is your morning and evening like skincare and beard care routine? Because <laughs> I think this is something that dudes don't talk about. True. And I, I, I'm honestly curious, like straight down t- from like, do you do anything with your beard? Do you do anything with your skin and your scalp? Mm-hmm. And then I also want to throw out, because this is a hot topic from dozens of episodes ago, Uh, What is the temperature that you shower and or wash your face at? Interesting.
3: Okay. You know, I'm ready to jump on this one. (laughs) Um, Something uh, also uh, that may differ uh, uh, from some uh, people's answers, perhaps. Uh, I grew up with four older sisters. So, uh, and for some fucking reason yeah there's been this idea i think lately it's kind of subsiding but not exactly that men just don't need that you know like we yeah. don't need skin care fuck like out of here sand from the wind you know erode our skin you know it's exfoliant you're know, like i use oil you know, it's like, it's this idea that like, you can't,
0: you know, pamper yourself. I or stand close to them. the fire to burn off all of my unneeded skin. Yeah,
3: right, yeah exactly. No. I wrestled a bear and I just, like, just rub the hair off of me. It's it's this weird thing that um, growing up, it was just that that was what you do. You know, you just take care of yourself, put some lotion on, um, you know, your cover face. But I will, I will say this, though, <laughs> this is probably tangential, but growing up, I, I, I started getting a mustache when I was pretty young. Um, which is ironically, you know, a sign that you're going to go bald, which I did not know. <laughs> not what? always. Not really? Always. No, not always. <laughs> okay. But it, for me, it for sure was. But I remember being like eighth or ninth grade and my stepdad being so incredibly uh, cheap or some call frugal because he did have, you know, five kids he's worried about. Um, yeah. It was way cheaper to use the method that my sisters were using than to purchase me uh, my own Gillette And also do the whole fatherly, teach you how to shave thing, which I think he really put off as long as he could. So the method that my sisters had been using was what my mother had been using since the 60s, which is bleaching your mustache. Oh, boy. So, yeah. um, I straight up, (laughs) eighth and ninth grade, had a bleached white mustache, <laughs> like blonde. Really? It wasn't thick, but it was enough that, like,
0: like from far away, you looked like you just had a vanilla milkshake and forgot to like wipe. Yeah, it looked like
3: <laughs> I fucked up in chemistry. You know, <laughs> like something happened to
0: this. You're kid. like a local community production of Larry Bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: just but portly. Yes. Yeah, and short. Um, but as like a local know, community, very you only have dark somebody. hair and you know, it's, okay.
0: Wait minute, hold on, hold on. So your hair was
3: still dark. Oh yeah. I didn't exactly fun. bleach. Yeah. And I, you know, what's <laughs> fucked is like Marshall Mathers and Eminem, all that stuff was out. I could have totally gone the whole route. i been all bleached and like, <laughs> it would have been a look. Instead. I'm this brown haired, freckled kid with a bright blonde mustache. and it, platinum mustache. Uh huh. And, you know, it would show through. <laughs> and the smell of that is just the smell of your fucking mustache burning. The skin is just burning <laughs> yes, from the thing. Yes. And I'll never forget that smell. And it's just, you know, I'm addicted to it now. Um, but, um, no, it's just, like, I remember looking back on that. So when I, when I take care of my stuff now, I look back on those moments of being, like, this stupid sort of shameful idea that, like, as a man, I'm not supposed to, like, culturally, like, take care of my skin or, or, or have a, a routine. Uh, it's so, so silly. And then, you know, to move the, um, um, the w- what's the word, like... Uh, the pendulum? Yeah, pendulum? thank you. To move the pendulum, uh, we get Axe, you know, we get this whole, like, yeah, wear this and women will flock to you, you know, type thing versus, like, no, just wash your ass, man. That's <laughs> exactly. all they're fucking saying. Like, just literally wash your ass. Why is you this just scent just called break? Crush Poon? What the <laughs> fuck is that? <laughs> exactly. You
2: can't use, hold on, you can't use Axe as a, a replacement for
3: a bidet? No, I mean, well, uh, (laughs) you can if you like the (laughs) sensation. But you have to order it chewing five gum
0: for your (laughs) asshole. You can only (laughs) order it out of FHM magazine in 1999.
3: Yeah, or Maxim. Or Maxim. Yeah, I was a big fan of Maxim. Uh, But uh, so luckily enough, I wasn't uh, um, unfamiliar to the idea of taking care of yourself. And then when I started uh, going bald, and I went, you know, just went full on bald. I was like, you know, I haven't spent any money on shampoo or conditioner for quite some time, so I might as well go ahead and get a, you know, a little beard care routine going. And um, so, when I wake up in the morning, I don't have too much going on. Uh, uh, then I usually do it at night. But um, what I would say my regiment would be is um, I've just started getting the under eye cream mm. because yeah. um, I get uh, hungover and very quite puffy eyes. Or I also, you know, I'm a night owl and I leave work at 3.30 in the morning. So sometimes I have to be up and a human at like 11 a.m., um, which isn't <laughs> my preferred state. Yeah. Uh, but at that point, I don't want to look like I just cried all night, you know, because I have. I'm right. um, <laughs> just trying to cover person. that up. Uh, and so a little under eye cream, uh, a little something there. And then... Um, With the beard, I do a wash in the shower. I use Lush. Kalamazoo. Okay. So Lush Cosmetics. Lush Rules. Yep. Lush is fucking amazing. Great and company. Great products. You could literally almost eat everything that's in there and not die because oh. they, and they the of the all the things things they have. And the best soaps that are
2: so expensive yeah. and melt in your hand. Literally. sucks sucks. It does, like but damn it. their bath <laughs> bombs are already.
3: great. <laughs> <laughs> their their products are great. And I'm they pretty sure yeah. they don't test on animals at all for at all. any Never. other stuff. No, no. Yeah. Everything's handmade. They yep. show
2: you who made it, too, on a lot of the packaging. There's, like, on the underside of a lot of those creams and stuff is a little sticker of the individual that created the
3: packaging was used And the can expire because it's it's actual like natural product. Real stuff yeah, yeah um and i will say this like the kalamazoo at least uh to give them a shout out like it is for a beard specifically but it doesn't have to be it says mm. you can use it on you know sure. parts of your face or whatever that if you don't have a beard it's not just for men uh but they do market it in that sense of like this is more of a uh, male product or at least someone with facial hair type product uh so i use that and it lasts quite a long time and yeah it's like maybe 27 dollars for this like Thick, the biggest container they have. And I was like, that's kind of crazy, 30 bucks for that. But if you think about it, I'm buying like a $4 one of something like that from Target yeah. once a month, you know? Yeah. Whereas this is this is like, you buy one of those jars and it lasts me, I don't know, maybe three or four months. Um, so I use that in the shower, give it a little bit of conditioner, you'll soften it up. Uh, and then I use Honest Amish Beard Oil, Ooh. the premium blend. Uh. And Honest Amish, again, 100% natural ingredients. Um, they try to make things the way Amish would, so to speak. And uh, the Amish have quite the beards. Um, so I use that as an oil and obviously um, not everyone knows this but the oil isn't for the beard like you're not really trying to oil up your beard necessarily. It's really for the skin Correct. under the beard because like this the beard pulls a lot of the moisture out of your face. So I do that and then I also have honest uh honest honest Amish Arnish Armish. Um People can try and Google it and I'm like this guy don't know the fuck he's talking about <laughs> um, uh, beard wax. So if my beard's getting a little unruly or too thick at times, put the wax in there and it kind of straightens it out and makes it smooth. And it just smells great. And being someone who's, you know, worn a mask for the last three years, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's like, it's amazing. I'll be like, I will put this all on and put the mask on and be like, oh, I'm good. This is all right. I can, I can breathe this You're in set. all night. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. And then I, I really should be better about my, my dome, like the top, especially being bald, especially in the summertime. Um, so I do put a little bit of lotion up there with a little SPF. But I, yeah. I, I don't take care of it as much as I possibly or probably should. Cause you're not much a hat person. I'm not. Yeah. I think it's really because when I started balding, I wore a hat religiously. I was very insecure. Might I fast forwarded b- it too. Yeah. What's it? Could fast forward the process. I didn't. Know, yeah, I didn't know that either. But I'm I was sure, just completely yeah, just getting no air. It's getting no sunlight. You know. And um, I started balding when I was 19, and it's a terrible time start doing anything <laughs> you know, like yes. you should, if you started doing it at 19 good or bad yeah, yeah no matter what bad. it was not a good habit pro- yeah it's just like just good luck with that philosophy business class business, buddy mistakes, yeah yeah so. seriously
0: yeah, nobody's ever like i started saving it for my 401k at 19. it's always like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah no. that's when i started binge drinking i
3: started to really understand pink floyd you know and uh <laughs> i was really getting like the posters i bought when i was a kid really made more sense
0: and I bought them all down in the valley where they were the five foot by three (laughs) foot that was a great investment with my
3: money it's gonna be worth something it's gonna be worth something (laughs) it's totally gonna be a cool thing that my partner will want me to move in with
0: all right so uh a.m. or p.m. shower oh I'm uh oh well I shouldn't say uh, like I'm definitely a wake up shower type okay because it
3: just it feels like it invigorates me enough to wake me up but then again some days I will wait till like 20 minutes before I have to be somewhere in shower like I did today
0: <laughs> no, I love it, yeah. uh, and then uh, uh, washcloth, non-body washing. A, I borrow a dial, mm-hmm. and I just cover it in pubic hair.
3: Perfect. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah, a yeah, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm a bar boy too. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Too. I'm Dr. Bronner's uh, all the way again. All again, uh, organic naturals. Yeah, I fuck with the Dr. Bronner's. Oh, Bro- I d- Bronner's. Don't, don't
0: don't worry, Charles. I'll, I'll go all in on Dr. Bronner's when it's my turn. Eighteen in one
3: soap uses. Yep. It's like an old snakes, uh, snake snake oil well salesman. Yeah. Um, but again,
0: weird cry for help from a cult. Really, but truly, but it's it's yeah.
3: it's it, it's also just great. It's 18-in-1 like uses or whatever, but really it's just soap. It's Castile soap, and mm. um, it's biodegradable. You could bring it camping and shit and use it in the water and Correct. it won't affect anything. 18-in-1, um, wouldn't it. the
2: bar be much bigger? Yeah, they have uh, the bars, too. They I'm have the off <laughs> How can it be three-in-one? The bottle will be all it's sticky like
3: and shit. The first three are like, the like first one's like, Soap, oh, body okay. wash, and That's the second helpful. one's like uh, you could you know mix it, in with it as a detergent. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, soap, yeah, all right. And then the third one's like clean maybe, your floors, maybe toothbrush. You're like, okay, <laughs> and weird. then you get to like six seventeen, and you're just like, I can't believe you're still reading this. Uh, Season your cast iron. Okay? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm not gonna take up much tape for my answer because I don't do shit. I don't do shit. Really? I shampoo my beard with shampoo. Are you serious? What what you shampoo? Have a beautiful though. beard, by the way? Thank I don't know you if anyone's ever told you that before. Uh, yeah, I it's always fantastic. I, I hear it daily, yes. And Good. it's it's always flattering. And my answer to that, I, I never say thank you because I didn't do anything. <laughs> you know, I'm like, it, yeah, I stopped shaving, so I'm glad you appreciate it. <laughs> but I do have men uh, frequently ask me, like, what do you do? What's the product? You, I don't Dang. I don't use any product. Maybe I'll start at some point. I just, I never have. I'm pretty bare bones when it comes to that. I started using facial lotion like three years ago. I was using just like the fucking pump bottle under the sink. I just slapped some of that on my face to keep everything moisturized. I think that I could probably use more stuff. I don't have any sense of pride about it. Uh, I've told, I mean, we were in Chicago for our day anniversary in April, and we were going past like this fancy cosmetic store on an escalator, and I remarked to my wife, Marnie, like, do you think I should use like some, sort of cream, like, is there, like, anti-wrinkling stuff? Like, I'm not vain, but, you know, I got a couple lines showing up on my forehead. I'm like, is there a thing for that? Should I use something? She's like, no, not really. Um, But maybe that's some, maybe I'll explore using more things on the beard, on the face. I don't, I don't do anything. I don't, my my washing my face routine is taking a shower in the morning, Mm -hmm. in which I, believe it or not, wash my face as well. And yes, I shampoo my beard. I put lotion on my face. That's pretty much...
3: The extent of what That's I saw. Awesome, Nothing man. at night? Doesn't that doesn't piss me off at all. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you're like the you're like the farmer that shows up every year to like the uh, competition, you have these giant fucking zucchini and rutabagas and everyone's like, What's your secret? You're like, uh ah, just let it grow. You know, and you're like, Go oh, fuck yourself. I water it. Yeah, exactly. What's with the soil? What's your secret? I'm like I I'll, I'll crack eggshells. <laughs> so you' like, fuck you, man. You we got weak-ass zucchinis. This guy, though, what's your secret? I,
2: uh, I am blessed with good skin. Marnie often remarks, like, you're so lucky you have good skin. I like, you know, I got melanin, baby. That helps mm-hmm. a lot, too. Like, the sun's kind to me.
3: Uh, and Where do you get that? I've been trying to pick some up. Some melanin? Yeah. Uh, it's go to Lush. Okay, cool. Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's terrible. The bar, actually. actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh,
2: do get you the, get uh, the blue <laughs> soap bar and don't use any water? <laughs> yeah. Just rub it, just, out just rub it, up. perfect. And okay, you cool. get, you'll get cast on the next Guardians of the Galaxy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, uh, do you anything body wise? Do you do you like uh, like a loofah wash? I use a bar of soap. That's I wasn't soap.
3: You weren't getting me. You straight up bar of soap. I use a name. bar of Ron
0: soap, right, awesome.
2: straight to the body. That's just what I've always done, and I I like it. I feel like. I'm getting real clean because I'm making direct contact with the soap. That's fair. And mm-hmm. hey, I am a loofah. Okay, let's get that straight. Fair. Nose to toes, baby. <laughs> I got hair. You, Nose to toes. You produce
0: fair. all the texture that it's, anything would yeah, need. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's
2: la- my body lathers the soap bar. Okay, I don't know. I'm with you on that, man. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it, dude. I use yep shampoo, bar soap, sure. little facial lotion. Beautiful. The way we
0: Amazing. go. I uh. I'm a hot shower in the morning person. Okay, and uh, I am I am a Dr. Bronner's for all things. Hey man, okay. Baby. I do beard and scalp, so it's literally yeah. like it's a blend of natural oils with uh, some soap mixed in, and it really is. I found Dr. Bronner's because you can bring it to the Boundary Waters. You can yeah. literally like you can wash yourself in the lake, That's and it's how okay I it as well. Not the boundary,
3: yeah. but uh, out camping, a friend had some. I'm like, this is amazing. It, it's fantastic. Not to mention it the peppermint.
0: Oh, that's which is their like all standard use. brand. Yeah.
3: It's tingle sauce. Yeah. It's like real peppermint. So when yeah. you put it on, especially I in the summer and you're hot and you're like, oh. You,
0: it's, it's, you oh, it's, it's I like love s- the tingly, I love it's the tingly shampoos. Dude, it's like literally like, Charles, imagine if so it, imagine if you had like a shampoo and body wash that was made out of gold bond. That's what it is.
2: Legitimately, I don't gold bond though.
0: Uh, well, you are you familiar with it? Have you used yeah, it before? Yeah. Yes. No, I have not used it. Okay, I no what it is. Oh, man, there are so many experiences cool I don't stream. understand. I don't need the gold bond. It's it's I don't it's, I don't it. it's I don't just don't a great change, f- man. I it's got it's
3: some. It's a beautiful. F- I'm just. From from I, <laughs> it's I a beautiful <laughs> <laughs> feeling. No swamps for you. Yeah.
0: But yeah, so in the morning it's <laughs> that. I do conditioner a couple times a week. Uh, I I am weirdly obsessed with, like, I don't do anything every day because I think it does strip away your your body's ability to actually do anything naturally. Natural, yeah. But I love, uh, especially my wife has incredible, like, cruelty-free conditioner. I love throwing that in on the beard every now and then. When I don't do that, um, I have a couple different beard oils that I use uh, that kind of just soften everything up a little bit. Again, like you said, it's not... I don't feel like my beard is any softer, but I do feel like my skin reacts better. Yeah, it's not, especially in the winter. It's not itchy when I use beard oil on a regular basis. Hearing that
2: entices me because I use anti dandruff shampoo on my beard because of itchiness. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe I need to be using the oil. Man. The oil. The I well, work. I just and thought it was like for sheen because a lot of guys are like, I use the oil you know, for sheen. Mm. I'm like, oh my no, God, like, fucking, so I don't want it to look like I just housed the cheeseburger and didn't have a paper towel on hand. Yeah, so yeah, so funny. what I do, and, and MJ, I don't, <laughs> don't know if you're
0: the same do with do me, then. but what I'll do is I'll pour some beard oil into one hand, and then I'll use my fingertips on yep. the other hand, yeah. and then kind of go back and forth, and then massage it from the bottom up. Yep like, today. under your chin and push up with that. Okay. And it yeah. really does, like, it, it kills all of that. And, again, mm. uh, a very, know. very common uh, misconception. Am I am <laughs> this out right now? Because <laughs> well, <don't> <laughs> we don't talk about it. Because yeah. Yeah. we're dudes. Yeah, we're, true. like, fucking pert plus on everything, and it's fine. <laughs> uh, but uh, one of the common misconceptions is dandruff doesn't come from things being dry. Dandruff comes from your skin kicking out extra oil because it feels like it's under attack. So if you keep your skin healthy, you will never get dandruff flakes because it'll your skin will just be healthy enough. It's basically it's like why your nose produces snot when there's an irritant in there. Mm. Dandruff comes from it feeling like the balance is off and it's trying to kick out oils mm. to reset itself. That's where the flakes of Yeah, fortunately I don't get beardruff, but I just get irritated. Sure. Sure, man. Well I but I just I hate that feeling. You yeah. know, yeah. Like yeah.
2: I- you get you feel like if you turn the wrong way, you're gonna crack. I fucking
1: hate that.
0: Yes, yes, one hundred percent. So, th- I think that that would absolutely help. And then uh, I, I got to give credit to my very patient wife, because she has slowly introduced me to her like skincare routines. Sure. And I also, you know, do the the puffy eyes thing, and I, I enjoy alcohol, and I stay up late. Yep. And there are nights where I would rather you stay cry. up. You cry a lot. Well, there's yeah. a lot of that's sobbing okay. for yeah, sure. Like basically, I'm at He's the point right now where I can't see yeah, it. Yeah, you you play one song that's tangentially emotional, and I'll probably <laughs> yeah. get a little teary to it.
3: I'm there too. Uh, but <laughs> all serious.
0: But all of like all of that put together, like it's really cool seeing. She's done all the research. I'm just benefiting from it. <laughs> so yeah, right. Yeah. I'll be like, "What's this one?" And she's like, "How do you not know what that is?" And I'm like, "I don't know. Let me try it." I was like, "Hey, I, this works great." She's like, "Yeah, yeah, honey." Yeah. I'm eight and a half years younger than you, and I've been using this for years. <laughs> How are you not? And I'm like, I don't know. Again, I just was a, a bar of How soap we everywhere. Yeah, yeah. How we I will learned.
3: say I have one thing I did forget that that is a, a bit of a, a cardinal sin, according to some, in the skincare routine game. Okay. Mm. Uh, it's a three dollar bottle of Saint Ives Apricot Scrub. Ooh. And Everyone says don't use that. And I'm going to go ahead and say, people say don't use it because it's uh, the small. Um, it's bad uh, for the waterways. No, the no, actually, no. no little beads. No, there's no beads. It's actually walnuts. So like the St. Ives, the, the exfoliant that's oh, in there. Oh, okay. A lot of those casing.
2: things have like the.
3: Yeah, you don't want to do those beads. ones. Yeah, yeah. for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah
2: microbeads are, are the worst.
3: Those are getting, uh, I think hopefully there's, you know, legislation being passed about legal marijuana and no more microbeads.
0: But, but also um, legal marijuana. Also
3: that. They uh, people are just like it, the exfoliant is scraping your skin. It's not. N- it's not necessarily getting in there and getting the pores free. It's just like scraping your skin and causing oh, microdermabrasions or Ooh. whatever the fuck. Sure, sure, sure. And I have friends who are just like, don't use this. Throw this away right now. I'm like, dude, I've used this since I was a kid, and like, I don't know, my face looks fine. I think I don't know. No one's ever been like, damn, you got microdermabrasions on your face. <laughs> you know, I did used to use that stuff on my head in the summer when yeah, you, know, you get like sweatier and oilier. Yeah, that exact same shit. Yeah. I would use on my head apricot scrub. Yeah, same. I use that uh, like post a shave too. And they're like, don't do it after you shave, but I don't ever get like uh, much uh, in the way of like you know uh, razor burn, burn. Mm. because I because like because it's like the, I rub this stuff in that kind of burns it for it. I mm-hmm. don't know, it's weird, but that's I use same. it. Uh, my sister loves it, my mom loves it. We all kind of swear by it. I have other friends who are like, that's a sin, get rid of it.
0: But uh, you know, side side question: As somebody who will probably have to shave his head in the next like two to three years, mm-hmm. uh, are you joining a, a group? Yes, we should know about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, it's like, uh, it's Heaven's more movie characters need to
2: represent us. Okay, <laughs>
0: we're gonna reboot Heaven's Gate. It's it's more of a no. <laughs> Has to be sad. Oh God. we got
2: nothing for Halloween. <laughs> Some uh, Jimmy Dracula, do you rate us
0: manual or electric razor for your head?
3: Okay, okay. I like an idiot just Great used a, a electric uh, trimmer down to zero, like to the blade itself. Yeah, yeah. 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 Just did that forever because age. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Because I was, I was like, it was fine. It didn't hurt too much. It was whatever. It was no, just like it works. It's just not gonna get you. You're really not gonna enough. get this clean. Now, it you, know, like, like, you can't really feel it, or, but it's like that was a real sound. I didn't make that with my mouth. And uh, that's the sound that's when, when you, you can touch tell my head. someone's
2: actually bald is when they do that. Yeah.
3: Yeah, right, yeah,
2: because you see ex- the exact you, stubble area, you
3: see the area of where they're like, yeah, it's coming in or out. And um, eventually, the first time I had a fully shaved head, I actually went to a proper barber and mm-hmm. they did the straight razor shave. And I was like, well, I'm never going back, you know, <laughs> like, and <laughs> which I do upstairs here at it's Club Caraway in the yep. barbershop. Shout out to Chris getting that myself, but uh, now, um, right around uh, Black Friday, someone turned me on to the head blade. And it's a little um, – looks like a little race car, like a little Hot Wheels race car, but like a little, you know, three-prong you know uh, prong or three-blade uh, thing. And it's a little Omniball. You put it between two fingers, and you just literally drag it Ooh. all the way back and down. And like, like you're literally mowing your head. So those things really work, huh? They, I've used it for now for three years. Ooh. I fucking love them. I only do it once a week. And I'm looking and at it right now. It's spectacular. Thank you. Did it last night. Oh yeah, That's amazing. Sharp. How about you, buddy? I'm electronic. I have – I've always
2: uh, – I've graduated from, I did the same thing, trimmer no guard, so the zero on my head was what I started doing in my like mid, late 20s when I started shaving my head. And then I moved on to the electric Shaver, okay, and now I have like a really fucking nice one, like the nicest Panasonic can see, one they can make, see, self-washing. Because like
3: for you sure. look like it looks like nice sheen. Oh no, just your hat. He's, oh sorry, Charlie's getting fully naked right now. Uh, <laughs> it's you can't see it at home, but okay. Well, oh wow, wow. I no, d- really, it does. I don't just use it on my head, my friend. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's you have a five o'clock shadow on your chest. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Wait, yeah, no, so really. It gets really close for you then for electric. I always find with Dude, electric, it, works, it doesn't get it close enough. Great.
2: You, if you get the one that mm-hmm. is. It's got like the self-cleaning stand. Yeah. And it's got fucking five blades on it. It's got four with the screen, and in the middle, it's got like the little lawn mower attachment. Yeah. That thing does heavy-duty work, and it's fast. Like Badass. I do it so quickly. I do it almost every day. Well, yeah. I keep it fresh. I would say I do it like six out of seven days. Cool. Um, usually, yeah, if I'm going out to dinner or something, I want to like be as like smooth Crisp. as possible. Yeah. Right. Uh, as far away from looking disheveled as as I'm (laughs) going to look for that day. Yeah, man. And uh, you can use... Dude, that, uh, the the electric stuff, electric shave? Electric shave. That yeah. shit works.
3: Yeah. It's like, weird that it works, wait, the, but the, it the works. one that starts with L,
0: like electric, electric shave, like the, the little shave, green. Electric shave, electric smooth. Oh, like my someone God. Someone in like the in 1983 was like hey, guys, the e like,
3: hey, guys, what if we just take the E off? And someone's like, we're going to lunch. That was great. You're done. <laughs> okay. Brandon, here's nope. $10,000. Three martinis. Let's go. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: that or, uh, you know, if you really want a close shave and you're not using that, you can also just put fucking shaving cream on your head yep. and yep. just- Use that electric razor, Uh, so that's that is definitely the the
0: solution that I use. Once my hairline started pulling back, I literally shaved my head just to make sure that like I could be okay with that and not have to start pricing out like (laughs) hair replacement. And I actually I I liked myself with a shaved head; I thought it was great. But that was my problem is that I I used shaving cream any like I I did a zero guard clippers, Mm. but then I used shaving cream any gillette mach 5 to shave my entire head and i was like <laughs> there's no way that anybody spends this amount of time no. doing that no it takes a long time and i've that. had a couple people tell me like oh i don't know i just have like a thing like it's just it's again it's something that i think we should talk about like what's what's the best <laughs> practice like what have you found for sure and
3: do you oh, sorry, oh, sorry i only not but like charlie may be more so here like how many times do you get this with some dudes, uh, no offense to what you just said, Ben, because you were saying that very eloquently, like, I might be, you know, joining you in two years. Yeah. I have so many dudes constantly who, and, and I don't take it as an insult, but they go like, oh, man, no, <sighs> I'm gonna be joining you pretty soon, yeah, and they like, mm. full head of hair, and they go, look, look at this, and they pull their hair back, Just they just have a widow's peak, and their <laughs> hair looks great, and it looks healthy and full, and I'm like, um. Okay. Like. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I'll be. I'll be bald soon too. Men but don't worry about it. Way, dude. Yeah, and very, I. I mean, I was secure
2: about it for sure. Totally. Yeah. As Balding. soon as they see anything slipping, they're like, "It's over for me." Yeah. Because they think it happens in a week. Nope. Uh, no. Nope, nope, uh, yeah. Nope. No. It's. It's funny because if. If you are a person that just likes the bald look, or mm-hmm. are a, a baldy. People can actually only relate to you on that level. So even people so who, are true. who need to do it, like I have a lot of friends who now shave their heads who they like come to me. They come to the pulpit. They're like, <laughs> what do I do? Like yeah. what, 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 what do our people do? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> dude, it's easy, yeah. man. I'll teach you it.
3: the handshake. You just yeah. relax. <laughs> yeah. It's an electric shave. Yep. It's a little gift bag. Yep. Close I your eyes. Lean back. What always blows my mind, too, is people always say, um, though, at the end, they go, you look good, though. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> um, you know, yeah, of course. It's like same with stand up or like people are like, you're actually funny. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I fucking hope so. Yeah, I've been I've been working my ass off at it for a long time, so thanks. I didn't be know you were now. a comic tastemaker. That's <laughs> fun to, to know that I appeased you. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, wow. kingmaker. Um, but people uh, they always, or they say um, men, women, everyone, you know, uh, uh, non-binary as well. I've heard it from everyone. We go like, you um, you pull it off. And I'm like, it's not a wacky t-shirt I got <laughs> no. on a vacation. <laughs> like okay. It's not like an alligator in Florida that's like, how's my driving? You know, like it's my fucking scalp, you know? But people It's are usually like, said with good intentions. Yeah, I know. Almost it, always. I would almost say always, but, almost but always. when it's <laughs> the same <laughs> thing. <laughs> yeah, you, you look, look good <laughs> though. Or you pull it off, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, thank you. What and is that? I, a, I what no is that? A chaplain?
0: Like, <laughs> like <you> no, <know, laughs> no, it's I mean it's more of an adolf, but I am just working on it. It's Michael Jordan did it, so I think I'm fine. I do get a Jordan I do get
2: that. I do have it's the Jordan it's haircut. look for you. Yeah, it's a good look for you. You look good in it. Yeah, though. I do have a good, I got a good looking head. And yeah, man. It, it, when you have color, sometimes it's easier to, to switch to the shaved head look. And I'm like, thanks. I started doing it because I wanted to. Yeah. Not the truth anymore. No, nah, right, right, right. Yeah, but I'm like, cool, yeah, thank uh, you.
3: I love it because, when I, again, like, not a hat guy because I did know that I was doing it yeah. intentionally through insecurity, but I was also at bars for the first time, talking to actual women for the first time, like... Trying to socialize and I'm with friends of mine and those in seventh grade and I have the same hat I have on every day. And when my buddies, one my best friends in seventh grade, would always come up to me and he'd go, boop, and he'd smack my hat off. He'd just yeah. smack the bill and I'd be talking to some lady <laughs> like so annoying. opposite wingman, you know, like yeah. he's just trying to like turn my jet into a kamikaze mission. He's just like, Bill, you're going down, buddy. Uh, and just boop every time. Boop. And um, years years later right like this is recently like you know uh in december i was back in wisconsin and it's freezing cold right and uh we're drinking at a bar and my friends come in and they're like "Ooh," and they're both wearing baseball caps Uh, and i'm like what the fuck are you doing wearing a baseball cap it's like fucking two degrees outside put a put a like an actual hat on." on. and everybody's like oh no i can't because then i have to take it off and i'm balding and it's like oh and i'm like excuse me (laughs) I'm like, take your fucking hat off. Let me see it. He's like, no, it's just bad. And again, same thing. They have a little spot yeah, in yeah. the back going, maybe a little widow's peak. And I'm like, who are you trying to impress? Yeah. Like, we went to this very same bar when we were 21. I was talking to actual people that I might have been interested in and attracted to. And they would walk up to me and smack my hat off my head. I'm like, you're married. You have three kids, you have a mortgage. And you're gonna, gonna keep your fucking brewer's hat on because you're insecure about the one bartender that has worked there since then that we've known and you're embarrassed? Like, what is happening here? So we were hanging out talking, and all night long, I'm like, boop, boom, smacking his hat <laughs> off. Boop. Poof. He goes to throw darts, boop. I'm like, how's that feel, man? You like insecure? that, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and now you're a grown person, and you have respect, and you have a family and stuff, and you're still like, just as insecure as I was <laughs> when I was 19. Oh, it's oh a one, curse, one of the times you, know?
2: you do it, he sees a hair feather down through the <laughs> light.
3: <line. laughs> <Just> she starts crying. <laughs> just, 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 just
2: the
0: Mary
3: the cry. theme for Forrest Gump starts yeah. playing. <laughs> like, that's way better. I was gonna say Charlie Brown, but I like that way better. It's She's like, like
2: wow. a it's like an untidy house. You're the only one who notices, dude. Yeah, man. the only one like. The the stack Ugh. of newspaper, no one fucking cares. Isn't that you're interesting? Be though? all right for a while. Okay?
3: We all do that about insecurities, yeah. though, right? Oh like yeah. Certain outfit. Or I use whatever. that analogy
2: frequently because when people like comment on a certain, like, oh no, sorry, there's some stuff in the back seat. You're the only one who notices yep. it. It's like yeah. an untidy house. No one fucking cares.
3: Yep. No, actually, I actually, I try to do the opposite. Again, swinging the pendulum the other way. Like someone gets in my car and I'm like, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just a little bit left in that uh, Taco Bell bag if you want to get at it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, uh, I got lectured, I will say, a uh, uh, good friend of mine, uh, also one of the funniest improv comics I've ever met in my life, Zach oh, Walshick. Oh, no, okay, <laughs> sorry. sorry, you meant somebody else, yeah, okay. Uh, the that, the that. week that I <laughs> shaved my head, uh, again, I, I honestly, it was partly for a Halloween costume too, but it was really because I just wanted to see how it looked. That's nice mm-hmm. wrong. And uh, I was talking about it and Zach was next to me and Zach and I went to college together And uh, Zach started freshman year with a giant, beautiful mop of hair. And uh, by the end of college was bald. Sure. And uh, he he leaned over to be, I don't know, seven or eight Grand Marniers in. And was Mm -hmm. like, have you ever ever been standing at a street corner next to somebody in a wheelchair and looked at them and been like, man, my fucking feet hurt? (laughs) And I was like, no. And he goes, can you stop complaining about... Or stop talking about how fun it was to shave your head. Because I would give anything <laughs> to have my hair back. Oh, man. And it went away. And oh, it just man. sat with me. And wow. it, like I was like, okay, yep, yeah, hey, you got it. It's a little dramatic but to compare I know. the two, but, but I understand, I understand Again, the, sen- the sentiment. Eight eight grand manier shots in oh Max yeah. industrial. So oh yeah, we're, fair enough. you know, we're probably that's tw- half a bottle. 20 ounces in yeah. solid.
2: Who's going to tell him that's how we lost his hair. <laughs>
0: exactly. <laughs> uh, the but, French. but that was like, that was, it It, uh, it also put it in perspective Too for me. Like, be. Hey, yeah. but now, you we'll know, like it. I, it, I mean, it, it's a race to the back on both sides <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I can still do some things <laughs> with it. Uh, a race to the back. <clears> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> and I was listening to, uh, this band that I really dig, uh, called Spanish Love Songs. They're just a fucking killer-ass punk band. And one of the songs has this, uh, has this line, and I just I brought it up while we were talking. But uh, it was, I don't want to be depressed. I want to find a haircut that fits me that hasn't been co-opted by Nazis. I guess mm-hmm. I'll set off for some rest. I just want to move on. And I was like, yeah, because all the things that I can do with my hair right now are mm-hmm. also, like, as a giant Norwegian guy who has runes all over my body. Yep. Every haircut that works for me right now is also like a fascist haircut, a fascist fundamentalist haircut. Yeah. And weirdly, <laughs> shaving my head has become less racist <laughs> signaling than like uh-huh. doing the high and tight or the shaved on the sides. Sure. I'm just running out of options because I can't yeah. go back to my boy meets world butt cut. No. So I'm, I'm also like, listen, I it, at some point it's going to be where there's one yeah. little island on my forehead, and then a giant gap, and then everything in back. Yeah. And that is the ugliest haircut that I think men can have. When you hold it's on fair. to the, that, that one... That patch in the front. <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> it's so lag- gross. The lagoon, but there's a little island in the middle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The little
0: monkey top hat. Yeah, it's just... I've it, thought
3: about... It's just shame
0: island on the front. And then you can't just... On the sides. Yeah.
3: And I thought about getting uh, a bit, bit hilariously like grown up. My buddy's a barber and like having have him do steps. Oh, yes. Up to nothing. <laughs> <laughs> and just call the haircut the stairway to heaven. <laughs> oh, wow. He's <laughs> 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 not going anywhere. Right. There's nothing the there. <laughs> yeah, right. The ombre yeah. Yeah. For dudes. It's surely, honestly. Oh, that's so fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> I do right feel guys, like Let's yeah, move on. Let's yeah, on. let's <laughs> get on there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we stayed yeah. here a long time. I need to. Also, I gotta say this tequila is fantastic. The mezcal is yeah lote. Wow. We just spent. An hour and 19 minutes on men's care. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Who's mad about that? Nobody. Which is interesting. That's only <laughs> half someone, the time of
3: my like normal routine, <laughs> and you, you, you've been done already 10 times over. <laughs>
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. Uh, are you still doing good on your pour there, Charles?
2: Oh, yeah. All right. Yep, I, just, I just poured it, and I gave myself a healthy pour. Uh, okay, mm. I'm up to
0: bat. Let's sure win it.
2: Cheers,
3: bud. Mmm. Charlie is completely naked now. Just want to let everyone at home know. Well, I mean, he's not wearing
0: clothes, but because of his personal sweater, he's actually still fully clothed.
3: Human loofah.
2: (laughs) 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 Okay, so we all uh, love in this room entertaining people, making people smile and laugh. Hell yeah. Do you feel pressure to be on all the time, and how do you feel about that? Mm. Like when there's not a mic in front of
3: you. Oh. No, um, but I've always... Been, uh, I don't know. It's like a family trait. I've always been like not funny, but like I've always found the humor in things. And it's very much from my mom and a few of my sisters. And there was a lot of uh, trouble in the house at times. Very serious situations that we went through. And to uh, delve too deeply into the dark here, but there was something about humor, obviously, that that just broke so much of the tension. And there would be full-on screaming arguments like tears, you know, slamming doors, punching walls type shit. And not that's what she said, but something of that bum 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 type sure. yep. moment where someone's like, and if you do this one more time, and it's like, how about twice? And we're all like, ha ha. And back to being mad. You know, we have that little break, that little respite. And so for me it doesn't ever feel pressure to, like, be on necessarily, especially because I have the outlet now of being a performer. I think before I had the creative um, uh, freedom to, you know, literally be on stage and, like, let the valve open and let myself have permission to be funny... Now I don't feel the need necessarily to be funny, but then I also truly believe that everyone is at their funniest when they're relaxed, when they're with their friends, and so uh, my approach, essentially, on stage, especially with my stand-up, because it is just mine and it's just me and them, I try to treat everyone in the crowd like I'm, um, I'm, I'm, they're my friends in my kitchen yeah. at the end of a party, yeah, because we're riffing, we're having a fun conversation, it's back and forth, there's no pressure to it so much as. Um, Let's just have fun here, yeah. and uh, so yeah, I, I don't feel the need, and I've definitely. I was talking to somebody about this last night because I just did a comedy show last night, and someone after was like, kind of made the joke, of, "Hey, you don't have to be on right now," and then someone's like, "He oh, can't, really? he can't turn it off," you know, and they're trying. These are compliments, and I was like, "That's great," and then I was like, "Oh no, I'm not riffing." Like, will you, is this your new material?" And I'm like, "Why should I be writing this down?" You <laughs> yeah, know, and then good. someone else laughed, and I'm like, "Do you write that down?" I'm like, "I should write down," I should be writing this down, and they're like, "Yeah," I'm like, "I don't." I don't think I you do. understand comedy the way I do. Either, but like, you know, maybe you're right. It's
2: very meta. Uh, yeah, know. yeah, it's super it's meta.
3: Um, and um, yeah, now it makes you. Now that I'm saying it, maybe I do want to do a whole bit about that. But
2: uh, <laughs> you'll owe Facebook money if you use that word. Yeah, right.
3: <laughs> yes, yeah, someone's got to do it. He's not oh. getting paid. Um, <laughs> the other thing I noticed too is recently I was helping my mom um, with some stuff, and she's got. Uh, a few uh, a, a minor disabilities that she's working through right now, and and just kind of going to her apartment and like helping her out. And I came across uh, a, one of those old boxes that you know sometimes only parents are the ones who would keep like uh, report cards yeah. or um, parent-teacher yeah. conference stuff. And I remember looking under one of the cons, like you know pros and cons. And pros was like you know uh, joyful person, like enthusiastic, like um uh, you know um, a- excited, positive, whatever. And then the cons were all the things on the cons list are all the things that get me paid now as a comedian. Yep. Distracts others, <laughs> makes jokes of everything, um, uh, <laughs> pro, uh, procrastinates, person. you know, like uh. um, wants to be the center of attention, yep. um, interrupts people. <laughs> and so, I mean, that part, I'm like, I'm working on it. Um, but I looked at that as like e- these things that as a kid, you're like, that's a problem. Um, I didn't have the proper um, place again to like put that energy. And I, w- I will say this, there was a 10th grade teacher um mrs reichhardt who i'll never forget because she knew i wanted that attention and she knew that i would be the class clown to be the problem and i wasn't the class clown in the cool way where i'd like make a fart noise and everyone's like oh he's at it again uh, i would like say something like a pun or whatever boy. yeah i'd be like i'd do a quip and like everyone would be like shut the fuck up <laughs> like we're trying to learn about oedipus rex you know and i'm like all right um so i remember she said something like if you Come to class. Uh, at the beginning of each class, we do like a five-question you know, quiz on the reading we just did. So if you go, come to class, and all five days in a row, this week, you get all of them right. You can do five minutes God. at the end of class on Friday. You can get in front of everybody and do whatever you want. That's so amazing. And Those I did. Those are the best teachers. Great. Yeah. Truly great. Life-changing. Truly and the greatest part to me that it's I like think back to on that the individual, now, you know, really like, reaching out, and also I, how can I get through to this kid? Yes, and quelling the qualm uh, that, that was of happening. You know that, that I was I was gonna be an issue, but then I had focus, then I had energy, and I was thinking all week about what I was gonna do, and I shit you not, I get up there, and it's Friday, and it's one of the last classes of the day, so we're all excited anyway, and I fucking froze. I had no idea what to do. <laughs> I was terrible. I was uh, so uh, I started doing weird voices, like, and then I started doing Cartman because you know. Always a hit. <laughs> and, um, you know, and I had no idea what to do. And I, now I remember her smiling, and it, 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 it felt supportive. But I look back on that now, and I wonder. She was like, yeah, how's that fucking feel, kid? <laughs> exactly. How's that feel to be in front of these fuckers for five minutes? I do this every, every day. Every day. There are thousands of yep. you, you know? And I have such respect for that. But to be fair, um, yeah, there was that sense of, like, a place to put that energy uh, allows me to have the freedom to not feel like I need to be on necessarily. And, um, yeah, that's a very long answer. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's really kind of what sums it up lately for me. A- and uh, I think the times where you tried to be funny for anyone. Miserable. Yeah, miserable. And it's a terrible cologne that everyone knows the smell of.
0: It's, Desperation. A- it's the Axe body spray of humor. <laughs>
3: yes. Exactly. <laughs> do. Double bits
0: to chesty. No one likes that. No. No. No one yeah, likes Yeah, that, that literally is exactly them being bad at trying to be
3: funny <laughs> no. and smelling even worse. Um, that's why it's so hard to be funny on purpose, right? Like,
2: right? Yeah, that's yeah. That not just anyone can fucking do that. I that's think you
3: have to give yourself permission. Yep. A lot of situations give us permission to be funny in, but a lot of them do not. Correct. And I've had to hardline myself sometimes, like, don't say this right now because it is a fucking hilarious. But B, the person that I am interrupting, or the thing, or the moment that I'm not giving respect to by making this joke um, has holiness to it to some people, or it is a very serious thing, but nine times out of 10, I'm going to do it. Especially if it's a friend I love or something I trust, you know, uh, uh, if you're sharing a trauma with somebody, because Mm -hmm. that's how I cope, but it's not how everyone copes. Correct. So sometimes it hurts and I've seen people pull away from me when they're being vulnerable because I crack a joke and my way of showing them that I'm listening is the crack the joke. It's not, I'm flippantly listening to what you're saying. It's, I, I think that what you just said is fucking crazy that you went through that. Also, here's this other funny thing that who would say that because I'm paying attention and mostly with good friends, they're like, God damn it, you know, and they laugh, we take a brief respite and then we're back to the seriousness but some people I have definitely hurt or lost as a close friend, uh, at least at that level of vulnerability because I compulsively felt that urge to like crack that joke. Yeah. Right. And so those are the moments I try to catch. So it's more about, for me, when not to be on yeah. than it is about when I need to be on. Right. I guess that's a weird way to put it. No, 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 it. not yeah. at all. That, yeah, that no, makes I, a lot I, of really sense yeah. in the yeah. text. Yeah. I
0: <clears throat> for me, uh, I catch myself doing it. I, I don't mind, like when I'm with strangers in like a work environment, I know that that's kind of what's expected of me. Yeah. And part of that is something that I really enjoy. I don't feel burdened. My problem is that, is when it's a hybrid, right? Like when I'm with my wife, I don't feel like I have to perform. When I'm with the people that I love the most on earth, I don't feel like I have to perform. But when it's a hybrid of when I'm with a lot of strangers, but also with my wife or also with a good friend, I have trouble navigating that because being on is how I get people to like me. And that's, I, I, I don't feel bad about that. Like, I think that it's a really easy way to navigate instead of trying to like walk through a minefield of like, well, what do you like? And do you do this? It's let me read you a little bit and then I'll echo some things back to you in a funny way. Mm -hmm. And then we'll push down a bunch of barriers that would have been there that we would have had to go through one by one. We can push all those down and then your guard's down a little bit because you're laughing and then we can kind of get there. What I don't like is when, I can't stop myself from doing that when I'm I'm the supporting actor when it's my wife's thing sure. when she is the star I mm. I have a tough time navigating that and I've, and I've gotten better but I'm not good at it right. like I'm still I still feel like a novice and that's oh. for me that's the tough thing to navigate because it's it's also something that I'm really good at and I don't feel bad. saying that. I think that that it's acknowledging a talent that I have, that I can make people feel like you've known me for a long time by finding things to connect to and then making jokes about them where you're like, oh, this guy gets it. Okay, so he's cool. That's not always supposed to be my job. When the connection is my wife, that's where I feel like I overstep. And that's something that I will probably have to wrestle with for the rest of my life. Mm. Because... It's, it's such a natural it's, – it's like having an, like a, a gas pedal right, right yeah. there, and I can hit it, but it's not my car. You know, like if you're the passenger – like imagine if you're the passenger in a everywhere. car, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but you can hit the gas drivers. anytime yeah, right. you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's that. And Let me slow down. And that's, <laughs> th- that's tough because I'll, I'll like almost have like an out-of-body experience where I'm watching myself do it. And yeah. it's like, yeah, but, like, I also can't stop the bit. Like, once I've started oh. this joke and I see people feeding into it. Oh, yeah. I also personally, like, love that.
3: It's my master.
0: Yeah. Like, the it's bit 100%. I am, like, I'm, I'm,
3: I'm, 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 I'm like, bowing down to the idea that this is 10 times fun, Even if it's just one person and I. Yes. Like you just, you got to keep going.
0: Yeah. And, and the tu- the That's toughest the part <laughs> is that it's not even necessarily I need to win these people over. Mm. It's somebody under Same. underhanded a ball to me
3: yes and i'm like how
0: do i not swing at that yep. like that's oh my god like my brain has already gone three different ways with mm-hmm. where this could go oh, and yeah. let's let's do all of them let's explore all of them and let's see what happens and then you get the laugh and it's like yes and then you take a step back and you're like mm, this is not my show i'm right. i'm not even the MC. i'm like i'm like at best like the security guard on the side of the stage, (laughs) this isn't my time to grab the mic. And that's where I, that's where I have a tough time with it. But I, I love the fact that like the humans that I consider the closest people in the world to me, it doesn't matter if I'm having a very chill and quiet night. It doesn't matter if I'm, Hey, I'd rather just kind of like have music going and talk about what's going on in our lives. I don't ever feel that need to perform, but it's, it's when it's the hybrid of strangers and people that I love that the temptation is so strong to, yeah. like, turn it on. Because I, I just want to win them over. And, and in my head, it's like, oh, well, if, if you like me, then you're going to like her more. Or if I'm with one of my friends, like, sure. you're going to be like, oh, well, dude, I love this dude, and his friend is super cool. Like, I'm, I'm just trying to make sure that you know, hey, this person has great taste, great I think. Taste, good <laughs> exactly, you know? <laughs> and, like, that is also kind of a sad thing to say, that I, I have to do that. Yeah. But it's it, part of it is also a, a survival skill, I guess. Totally. Um, but, like, uh, like Charles, truly, where do you end on that? Yeah, I
3: was going to say, I truly also grew up in the sense of, like, at, whether it's at home or at, on the schoolyard, like, if you make them laugh, they hit you softer. Yeah. Or they don't hit you. Yep. Or they get close. Yep. I remember this one dude used to pummel motherfuckers, and I said something dumb. Like, wh- I, my mouth way too fast in my brain. And, you know, he was the kind of guy who had, like, you know, like a really cool huffy, you know, <laughs> yes, and you know, yeah. legs yeah. on the front and back. And I said some shit, and I know, and I've known him for years, and I thought nothing would happen because I'm, I'm the funny guy, you know. I felt like Don Rickles to his Frank Sinatra, you know, like he's not gonna hurt me, and uh, straight up rolled up on me right after school, and um, went to hit me, and everyone, you know, did the classic circle, and I literally would just belly up. was like, this isn't, this isn't, like this isn't happening, is it? Like I, it was just words, you know, and he lined up with his fist out, and then he just me across the face, His open palm, cracked across the face, like, everyone heard it, you know, like, it echoed off the goalposts, <laughs> and yeah. I just stunned, like, looked at him, and I, like, ran home crying, you know, like, yeah. a little baby, because I was. I was fucking t- 10 or 11, you know, yeah. and that's not great. I, I also like, not to get into the fucking whole Will Smith thing or whatever, like, it's been done to death, but, but I, don't, I don't really believe that words should equal violence ever. I don't even, know, sometimes yeah. some violence doesn't equal, even equal violence, but that's just a personal belief, but especially words, especially comedy, shouldn't equal violence on a human being or body, but that time, in the stakes of the, 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 the animal kingdom of you know, middle school, that is what happens, mm-hmm. and I learned that, but then finding out and thinking back, like, he could have just beat my ass, but he slapped me across the face, because it was kind of funny what I said, <laughs> you know, like, it was, it was kind of funny. Met that dude years later, actually in my hometown. Went back to a bar. He brought it up. Hadn't spoken to him. No in the first shit. Hour. Yeah, it was amazing. He was. He he did the thing. He was like, "Hey man, what's up?" I'm like, "Dude, good to see you." He's like, "You still uh, into like uh, like uh, like theater and shit and like performing?" I'm like, "Yeah, man." Are you still into um Slapping wearing hits. fox racing t shirts? And um <laughs> oh, uh, I've
0: already answered my question. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah,
3: exactly, yeah, exactly. He's like, yeah, I really big in the Jabberwockies. Like genuinely said that. And this this is not the height of the Jabberwockies either, although the Jabberwockies are fucking amazing, but really like This is the that's, point of interest here. That's out. the lay where we were at. And he went outside and he, he he was like, Hey man, I remember that time like we got in that fight? And I was like, that wasn't the fight. <laughs> He straight up hit he his slapped like the shit on And me. he apologized. That's amazing. Him. Yeah. And this is like 20-some years. Later. And, I, and it took me a moment. I got emotional. I was like, dude, that thank you. That means a lot that you're there. He's like, I was going through a lot at home and stuff. And I shared about what my yeah. life at home was like. He shared what his life was like. He's a kid now. He's like, I'm never going to do anything ever close to anything like that. I'm never going to hurt my child. I'm ah, never going to end Amazing. Breaking this ancestral That's sort of trauma. Yeah, yeah, man. So yeah. like, I, just, I wanted to bring that up, but I'll, I also wanted to put that little uh, caveat at the end there because- you know, we are in charge of the cycle. Like, yes, we are parts of the abuse cycle because we grew up in it, but we are part of the cycle. So, what do you want to do now? You can blame how you might have been on that, but you can't blame what you're going to do on that anymore because you know. Yeah, it's uh, your fault, sorry, I feel but like
2: it's your responsibility. It's something yeah. that I say an awful lot, and yep. we're going to actually get into something. Yeah, we'll get into that, later. yeah. Uh, yeah. I have two gears. Sure. I'm. Super serious seeming, or I'm a shit heel, <laughs> which I love to be. I, I yeah. love to mercilessly g- give my friends shit. We were talking about it in the Marco Zappia episode that I had a friend at one point, like a dear old you know friend you? of mine, pull me aside uh, years ago and tell me, like, dude, can you stop fucking with me? And really? I was like, whoa, dude, I didn't know. Yeah. I didn't know that I was like digging in that hard that hard I just thought we were still in high school and yeah. I gave my buddy a hard time so there's there's that but more I guess the way that I'm approaching this is um, sometimes I have resting Kimbo face so like I if I'm not joking sometimes people think I'm in a foul mood I've always had that people I've always impressed upon people that like I'm either having a great time with you or I am sour grapes, and that's definitely not who I am. Sure.
3: So, Honestly, I felt that vibe when I first met you. But now that you're naked and being so cool, yeah, I, course, you know, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying <laughs> to
2: make you more relaxed. <laughs> it, it's, it, it's an interesting dynamic, and so sometimes I do feel pressure to uh, uh, turn it on in that regard. And then it, then that's my most unnatural state of humoring people is when I'm humoring, humoring them. Because you're literally that's trying— why it's called that. That's why it's yeah. hu- That's why it's called humoring somebody.
3: Yeah, so you're literally trying to not adhere to the reality of might be what you look like or what your presence is giving off. So you're trying to like like hey, I'm a little wacky, guys. Yeah, right? I'm trying to like make
2: the room yeah. feel a little lighter right. I- as though that is my responsibility even though it is. Cuz there I couldn't That's tell you the number of times that someone has remarked to me a friend or like my wife, "Hey, so and so, are you okay? Cuz so and so remarked that you seemed really upset tonight." I'm like <laughs> No, I was actually just, like, hanging back. I'm just relaxing. I am I had a great evening. I wh- I don't know why they would think that's the case. I do have a particular family member I'm not going to call out on my wife's side that sometimes reads that. Like, I know her well enough now that I don't feel like I have to be on all the time, but sometimes she's like, Charles didn't have a good time. Look, he wasn't being sarcastic and making dad jokes. But, no, it just... <laughs> if anything, that sometimes can show that I'm so relaxed yeah. with you that I can literally be yeah. any version of myself Correct. that I feel like being in that particular scenario. Yes. Yes. So I would say that as I as I age, I put less pressure upon myself to appease those standards. Yeah. It's more like a trial by fire, or I'm like, look, you're gonna have to learn that this is who I am, anyways. Yeah. So I don't want to. Have someone shoot peas at my feet because they might feel like something's wrong. They could just ask me or have someone else tell them that like, Nah, Charles is just fucking chilling. I think that that dynamic is changing as I age. But I do like to sometimes I'm not podcast Charles at home. I'm sometimes literally just fucking reading or watching something or cooking. You're
3: not always talking to a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) No, I do. I do. Okay, Hidden microphones yeah, everywhere. You yeah. learn in the bathroom you, Again, folks at home, you can't see this, but he has a rig set up, so the microphone is just right on his face, yeah. kind of like a GoPro camera. Uh, I call amazing. myself
2: the one-man podcast, <laughs> coming, coming to a town near you.
3: He's got a drum on the back. It's amazing. Yeah, L.A., look out. <laughs> <Yeah>. uh, <laughs> <laughs> You'll know him when you see him. <laughs> I don't John's know why
0: saying. you're having a good time in L.A. I mean, I feel like... <laughs> Who's not into that? Yeah, <laughs> people dude. seem really uptight when they see all the cameras. Yeah, camera. I don't really get bad-ass it. Badass <laughs> nigga, <and laughs>
3: covered and the cameras. Yeah, GoPros pointed every direction. There's a lot of fake woke people out there. You know, that's <laughs> what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting that you come from it from that angle though too, because you're yeah. uh, you're being interpreted as being serious. You're being interpreted too often and maybe as being like upset or not having a good time. Um, so you feel the need to tend to step in in that way. Whereas. Um, there, there's so many nights where, like, if I'm at work and I'm just quiet. And, and, and oh, literally, what's, just ro- what's
0: wrong? Are you okay? Every one time. One of my best friends. Every uh, time. Are,
3: uh, forever. Uh, Jessica Bush. Uh, oh, my uh, God. Jessica Bush is a goddess. Shout out to
0: Jessica Bush, one of the greatest human beings that I have ever had the pleasure of meeting.
3: Truly. she is uptown royalty. Uh, yeah. any, anyone that's ever hired her for any job has gotten three times their money. Mm-hmm. She is supportive and kind and amazing. A badass bartender. Also a manager now. She's my boss, which is amazing.
0: I will also say gives one of the best hugs on earth. Truly.
3: And uh, she's a fellow Leo, you know, yep. she's, a, she's oh. a lioness, I'm a lion, we've we, we, we been so tight for Four like hour. so long, we've worked through three different jobs together, we've opened restaurants together, we've seen each other grow in so many different ways, and again, like, like literally, best friends. And just like last week, I'm at work, and I'm just quiet, you know, uh, kind of hungover, kind of mm-hmm. whatever, kind of in my head, and um, just, you know, cracking a beer, and like pouring something, and she goes back to the tap handle, she looks at me and she goes, hey, um, are you mad at me? And I looked at her and I'm like, oh. what? Wait, why? And she's like, no. I don't know. You just, I don't know. Just like, like we're good, right? I'm like, dude, yeah, why? W- w- sorry, what did I say? She's like, well, nothing. Yeah. That's why. And I was like, dude, <laughs> exactly. oh, I'm sorry. Like, I lo- I'm like, I fucking love you so much. And I would never, like, it's that moment of like, okay. And even that person who knows me so well is just like, something's got to give. Yep. And I'm like, no, a um, half a bottle of tequila gave and last night. And <laughs> I, yeah, and a couple of white claws. So I, I uh, just wasn't present, and I wasn't cracking, again, dad jokes. I wasn't um, you know, schmoozing, necessarily. Like I would go to the guest and be like, yeah, hey, all right, guys, you have a good-ass time. All right? cool, enjoy Hey, play some Gallagher, try to beat my high score. Then I'd turn around, like, stone face, yeah. like, back to eating my breakfast burrito. Uh-huh. And she's like, are we okay? <laughs> I'm like, the foundation of our friendship. I'm like, dude, I, I love you forever. Like, <laughs> yes. But I get that, uh, I get that in a, a different sense, where, like, whenever I am quiet or I am down, everyone's like, uh-oh, what's going on? That's that's real there's a linker yeah.
2: there's there's a wrinkle on the other end for me where if I'm being a merciless shit heel and I know what i'm the things that I'm saying are funny, sometimes it encourages me when other people just stop laughing, oh yeah, I oh. did it. I did it after the Petit Lyon dinner with my family I love that moment I was fucking <laughs> riffing, and everyone was like. You could. The, no one said it, but I was getting tele. I was getting the telepathy. Like, oh shut yeah. the fuck up. You're Shut done. the fuck up. But I was drunk, and I just kept rolling <laughs> until the moment I got out of the jeep, and I was like,
3: "Good night, everybody." Yeah, <laughs> you know, I was <laughs>
2: like,
0: I was like, everyone hated that except me. You oh.
3: took the microphone that you have rigged around your chest. You dropped it. <laughs> it yeah. There
0: are definitely still times where sometimes <laughs> it's for, sometimes it's for me too. I I have to say with the on things, sometimes it has to be for me too. Like I, yeah. my brain will not let it rest until I get it out. I have to, I have to vomit it out. Mm-hmm. And yeah. going back to the teacher that you oh were talking God, about, yeah. I do just want to shout out. Uh, I've talked about him on this podcast before. Uh, my high school principal, Rich Melvin. Uh, Rich, let me. Were you at Melvin? Let Rich. me. He fucking let me and my friend Jaron, uh, who's the reason that we've recorded at the P and A Hall num- numerous times. Uh, he let us do. The morning announcements at school for oh. an entire year, for a year, and we had to write multiple apology letters <laughs> <laughs> because of bits that we did to different people in the school, and they still let me do it. And <laughs> knowing him now, thanks to social media, and actually being able to talk to him, and we've had beers at a bar before. Oh, that's cool. that's an adult. He yeah. knew that where we were coming from wasn't malicious, mm-hmm. and like you said, I think he recognized. I need to let these kids have an outlet. Yeah. And it because of that, we became so much more involved in our own school Yes, because he was letting us be ourselves but, like, be a part of that. And I, I know that a lot of people don't have that experience, and that's why I wanted to call it out. Like, if you've had a teacher out there uh, that did that for you – going and finding them is one of the greatest experiences ever. And the times that I have twice in person been able to have a beverage with my former principal from high school, and then now every now and then him (laughs) commenting on, like, threads on Facebook, it is the most validating thing ever. Because he got the joke, but he couldn't tell me that at the time. (laughs) Of course. He had to be mad, and he had to bring us into the office. And then he told me that after we left, they would, like, laugh about it. They're like, that's insane. What well, how do they even come up with it? Like, yeah, that, exactly. it's amazing. That
3: kid's riffing on Monty Python, but I'll let him.
0: And those <laughs> those are the teachers that changed the path of my life. Absolutely. You know, and, and I, I I hope everybody has some sort of an experience like that, whether it's a teacher or an authority figure or a boss or a manager, whatever it may be. It, it, and if you are one of those people, be that for somebody else.
3: Yeah, buddy. Because,
0: oh, my God, yeah. when you give somebody the permission to release that creativity, mm-hmm. it will change – the entire direction of their lives.
3: And again, that same congruently, like who they may reach out to and change as well. Yes. Yes. That, yeah. It's the beautiful cycle, right? And like, there's not all cycles are bad. <laughs>
0: like like, Fact. Some of them are unit. Unit cycles. All right. Uh, should we cheers to that? To yeah, to Teachers that made a difference. The teachers made a difference. Actually, yeah. uh, Proper
3: cheers. This
0: next cheers. question is kind of tangentially involved with that. Mm. Um, uh, that's really good. To get, um, this the was yeah. fantastic. <laughs> To go a little farther down that route, and the yeah. reason that these two were kind of congruent, mm-hmm. um, we've all been through some similar traumas as we were growing up. Sure. And whether it was uh, physical or mental or emotional, uh, I don't think any of the three of us had an idyllic childhood that people would make, like, happy sitcoms about. <laughs> <And> <laughs> well, and lucky
3: luckily, as a comedian, there's so many, like, <laughs> right. like, F is for family, or, like, everyone hates Chris, like... This is actually really yeah. on my
0: market. Like, I'm like, I've told people stories like you actually could have a stick. I'm like,
3: I don't think I want to do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly,
0: <laughs> exactly. So uh, trying to trying to like frame that in a more positive way, and sure. kind of going off of what we were just talking about. Looking at the things that you went through when you were younger, how does that healing now as an adult express itself? Like, what do you see in who you are? That makes you really proud of how far you've come, and kind of like where you are a- as a human. And I know that's a lot to take on. So Oh, we're gonna I'm boomerang this one for sure. I'm <laughs> like, yeah, let
3: you right. guys go first, that, yeah.
0: Uh, I mean, Charles, that's do you great, feel that's comfortable? That's a great question, by the way. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Uh, so, how
3: are you feeling? The rest this of them weren't, weren't so yet? great, <laughs> by the way. Well, the, like this is a good question. This, the so other ones were terrible. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, as the first good question of the evening. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out, like, this is a hard question to to word, too, but like, we all went through a lot of shit in our our childhoods, right? right? And it's not the same. All three of our stories are are wildly different, right? But here we are as adults in late 30s to early 40s, right? And I think that there is a really beautiful success story in how we figured out how to navigate the trauma and then the healing (laughs) and then building that into like who we are right so charles uh so mj can kind of think about this one a little bit like charles how do you see the positive side of who you've become in reference to what your childhood was
2: i'm gonna it is interesting i'm gonna
0: and, and I've been, I've frame been, been that however you want, too. Like, okay. th- this is a very big yeah. and a very weighted question.
1: Sure.
2: I've actually been struggling with whether I want to be vocal about a thing that's happening currently in my life. Uh, and I think that it's fucking ridiculous that men have to be hesitant about this particular element of my life. So I'm just going to put it out into the ethos on a public recording that is listened to by thousands of people. I'm in therapy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. hell yes, uh, it's Something I feel like I I spent my entire adult life, like a real adult. I'm talking like 30s. That I barely even fucking qualifies. If I look back on my life, probably in 20 years, writing the ship on my own, and I think I've done mm-hmm. a very fine job of that. However, there are things about us that we cannot control, mm-hmm. and mannerisms and behaviors and uh, communication deficits and and things of that nature that become such a part of us because of our formative years, our upbringings, our childhoods that um, have effects on us that we don't necessarily recognize. And I sort of made a commitment to myself. I'm married. I just turned 40 that, you know what? I need to see what this is about, see if someone can help me untangle these wires that I don't see. They're behind the fucking TV, no one ever looks at them, no one ever thinks about them, Uh, but they're there, I know they're there, and even though I'm skeptical, even now, about the process, and how it works, I'm gonna fucking try it, I'm gonna try it. I I owe it to, you know, I I said when I started, like I owe it to my wife, I owe it to my family, my friends, goddammit, I owe it to myself, okay, Mm -hmm. I do. And it's been going really well. Uh, I'm I'm prid- proud of sort of the progress we've been making, dredging up shit that I buried because it didn't serve me to think about it. Mm-hmm. So I'd say that never mind all the shit that I've done to make myself a productive uh, and successful human being that overcame some terrible stuff that I definitely don't need to get into. I'm proud that I'm still taking steps that might seem unnecessary uh, because it shows that I just want to keep improving as a human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, 10 years ago I would have never taken this step 20 years ago. Absolutely not. So I, the fact that I was able to take that leap, take that step forward and begin uh, this process of, you know, learning more about myself, making connections You know we make connections in therapy regarding like how I am and the way I communicate and like weird stuff you'd never fucking think about these correlations between your behavior and communication patterns that you have as a fully matured human being that may in some way be uh, derived of uh, abuses tribulations things Mm -hmm. of that nature that you incurred while you were developing which makes it so that hey man when you can Take that wire, untangle it, plug it where it's supposed to fucking go, <laughs> make sure it's not going to start a house fire, and then figure out, okay, what, am, what can I do with that connection? How can I make sure that that wire stays straight? That's, like, invaluable, absolutely invaluable. And then it's up to me what to do with it. Yeah. I, I can't recommend it enough, particularly if you're a cisgender male listening to this shit. Yeah. Just do it. Give it. Just try it. Even if you think you may not need it, you probably fucking need it. <laughs> you probably sure need do. it. And we are told for our entire lives, especially if you're a man of our relative age in this room, if you're listening, you're, you know, in your 40s or older or even in your 30s. Don't cry, don't complain, don't... Mm-hmm. Like, these are things we talk about. Man up! Mm-hmm. As if that mm. is therapy, a gender-specific
3: right? thing, too. Yeah, it's so exactly. Foolish.
2: And and it's I think it's okay to say it. Like, fucking say it. It doesn't mean, you know, you're dealing with, like, serious mental incapacity. Well, the stigma is insane. It can be small, it can yeah. be huge, but it's a very worthwhile pursuit. We're talking about taking care of our faces and the things we do with our beards and such. just going to say that. Why do we disregard that part of... <laughs> Taking care of oneself. Yeah, you know, you go to the gym, right? You got your beard oil. You're brushing your teeth. You're grooming your body hair with the, you know, the shaver. You guys saw. The, you oh guys right. see the five o'clock shadow. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. It's actually like a ten. Yeah, show, I was right? gonna say it's almost right. all grown back since Isn't we started that? this. The just moon <laughs> is almost full because just in the duration, uh, tra- 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 right? now. <laughs> I wanted, you know, I wanted someone else to see the transformation and to understand it. And we're
3: not afraid of it, buddy. <laughs> we're here oh. with you. We're not gonna run. Wow, gonna this run. is like therapy. Yeah, it is. A <laughs> wad is now a
0: wolf, and it's fine. And <laughs> yeah, so
2: I, it. I just wanna, I wanna yeah. be yeah. An, an advocate for that. I yeah, wanna sure. be vocal about it. I wanna be able to Good. fucking say it on Facebook and not feel like, yeah, you know, it's a thing that you're not supposed to say. No.
3: Well, th- sorry, I didn't interrupt. But like, the truth of that is, just the idea of therapy. Again, the stigma about it is that you have something that you have to fix. Something is broken or wrong, and you have to fix it. Whereas the reality of the, uh, the, 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 the science of that field is communicating, processing emotions and thoughts. These are right. all the things every human being that's ever existed and ever will go through. And yeah. yet we have this whole, like, well, no, no, I, I don't need therapy necessarily. I'm like, oh, cool, I'm just going yeah. to go to a bar and tell everybody about my problems every time. I yeah. you know? get double Long islands and just not <laughs> call my kids for 10 years. Yeah. You know? while, <laughs> not, while
0: not <laughs> noticing the connection of going to a dentist or going to a doctor yeah. for preventative care.
3: This like,
2: you this don't is just yes. take the car to the shop when the transmission goes Right.
3: Off. This reminds me of a, there's a great uh, local comedian, Brian Miller, who I absolutely love. And he said, uh, he's like, yeah, the other day I went to, uh, uh, went to the dentist uh, and I got a cleanup. And then I went to the optometrist and I got some new glasses and I went to the uh, therapist. And uh, yeah, I got a, I got a whole uh, rework of my entire uh, uh, body and brain in my head. <laughs> and from the neck up, I had a whole rework done. That's and it. Yeah, I right. turned the wheels <laughs> and everything's fun. <laughs> he's like, took care of my whole head.
0: <laughs> we can all get better. Like, yes. just be, even if you're good, if you think you're good, you can get better. The yeah. idea that there's some sort of a finish line that we can cross, Mm-mm. get the fuck out of here. Like, we can all get better. Always. I mean, MJ, how do you, Oof. and, well, yeah, and again, if, if you want to keep. Oh, no, no, okay.
3: I, I feel good. I'm ready to go here. I uh, I want to say thank you as well for uh, bringing that subject up and, and, and also being uh, presentational about it, because I think that, again, the best way to talk about it is to talk about it therapy itself or the idea of this process, because there is this overwhelming sense of like, you're not doing well, you're not feeling well. And then having to go to a therapist is like, Oh no. Like it's like going to, you know, physical training as if you, you're not fixed you're not right. That's not true. You can be totally great and go see a therapist. I've done that many times where I'm like, I'm fucking great. Now that I'm great. Let's talk about that. Can I get into some stuff? Can I figure it out? Yeah. And, um, you know, I had a, I, I had a big experience uh, when I was 16. Uh, there was a lot of, like, uh, different types of abuse in my household and big family. And I ended up um, homeless. I ended up, well, luckily not homeless on the street. But we ended up in a shelter home, my mother and I. It was just my mother and I, uh, in a shelter home for women and children. And I was 16, and I was this size at 16. So I was also a trigger for many of the people who were at that shelter home. Yeah it was a domestic abuse shelter, and yeah. here's this man, right, uh, who is big, and um, it broke my heart, obviously, to see people afraid of me, you know, and having to process that, and luckily, everyone at school, um, the teachers and whatnot, again, talking to shout out to teachers, yeah. who knew what I was going through, but knew if they talked about it, if they really pushed the, you know, the finger on the nerve, like a like a, like a, like a bad spot in your neck, I would have I just tweaked, I would have moved, I would have shoved away, so they just let me process, and... I was, right then, in 16, I was in therapy without knowing it, you know? They were like, well, actually, instead of sixth hour, instead of, like, this break, I want you to go talk to, um, you know, Mrs. Lilgy, my buddy, Justin Lilgy. Love the guy. Hilarious, hilarious person. His mom works there. I didn't know she was a guidance counselor. Like, I didn't know that was her Shit. role there. She was just a oh. really cool person who had a really chill office, and I was just supposed to talk to her every so Amazing. often just to check in, and then I just kept doing it over and over again, you know? So I lucked out in that way. And in many ways, I got to process a lot of that as a kid. Because, like, uh, presumably through the three of us and and many people out there, when you go through something traumatic, you tend to age up pretty quick. Like, and I think that's why I am maintaining so much uh, youthful energy or exuberance that I I hear that. Like, people are like, you're 36. That's crazy. You seem like 20-something. I'm like, well, that's because I drink. Like a fish. <laughs> and, uh, but really, it's the sense that like I was forced to grow up so quickly in so many ways that I protect the areas of me that didn't. And now that I'm in a great place, I let myself be a kid because I didn't really get to do that then. Yeah. And I remember it distinctly. Uh, years ago, I was watching a, uh, an episode of Westworld, uh, season one, when it was still good. And um, <laughs> it was summertime, you know, and I'm sitting there with my partner at the time, all the windows in the apartment are open, and I hear something. It's a fight outside. It's a it's a guy and a gal just yelling, right? And th- 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 what didn't sound violent, but they were yelling so loud. And it, and and of course, you know, normally I roll. Yep. Drunk people here leaving a bar. Here we go again. Here we go. I'm like I'm living in an Uptown. It's whatever. Um, I had a panic attack. It's my first one, I, and I never experienced oh, it. So you, d- <laughs> the fucked part about panic attacks is when you. You never had one, and you don't think you're having one. You're just dying. Oh my God! Hundred percent. Hundred percent. You know what I mean? And now I yeah. know when I go, when I when I experience one, um, that I'm having a panic attack, and then I go, Oh my God, I'm having a panic attack, and that furthers the panic. Right. So, but really, at the time, it was the absolute worst, and. Um, We looked outside the window, and they're just arguing, you know. And, like, he's, like, hitting his hand on the fucking, you know, hood of a car or whatever. And she's like, "Yeah, blah, blah. And he's like, blah, blah, blah. And they're not being physical, and they're not hurting each other. And they calmed down. It was uh, just a quick little fight outside. People just do that all the time. It doesn't mean it's healthy, but it happens all the time. And I – my hands went cold. I was shivering. I started uh, weeping. Like, I wasn't crying, but, like, my tears Tears. were coming down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember my partner looking at me, and she's like – like, what's going on? Because Maeve just gave a really badass speech about having female autonomy in the world of Westworld as a robot and as a woman as, and as the Western culture. She's like, you love this. I'm like, I do. I don't know what's happening. And I freaked out, you know? And I remember I had to, like, lay on the floor of, a, of this apartment and just spread myself as big as possible to feel yeah. big and, and yep. age. Yep. And that... And also probably to feel it grounded, too. Yeah, yeah. yeah. something needed to change yeah. physically for yeah. me at that moment. And again, she was like, nothing's happened. Are you okay? Like, what's happening? And I couldn't explain myself, you know? And then, of course, you know, like after, um, you're like, oh, shit, yeah, I yeah, and had a panic attack. And so I went t- to therapy then and realized that that was a trigger for my childhood. That is something that I had heard a million times since I was a kid. People arguing, people leaving a bar, people being drunk, couples, disputes, there's clearly something still there for me that I didn't even acknowledge. Yeah. And the greatest thing that I realized is that I get to deal with that now. Yeah. Because That's beautiful. I am an adult and I am me and I have support. I have a loving group of friends and family and I have my own mental awareness and emotional IQ and I have all of that now. So I get to deal with this shit that I didn't deal with then. It's not even that necessarily, uh, you said buried, because it didn't serve you, and that feels very much like it. But to me, I even thought I processed it fine. Right. Like, I was like, I was kind of that yeah. kid, you know, I was like, you know, I'm I was 17, we're back we're in an apartment, it's just my just mom and I. think that and too. Yeah, right? and you're just like, I'm like, I handled that whole thing pretty fucking well. Mm. Like, my stepdad didn't, you know, my mom yeah. didn't always do her greatest and that, but, but one of the most amazing people I've ever met in my entire life is my mom. I know people have, we have biases because they're our parents, but like, literally, you know, you get old enough, you get to meet your parent again as a person. Right. Totally. And it's one of the, oh g- my God, one of the greatest is such fucking people. Hold on. Say that again because that yeah. is such a fucking real thing. Yeah, if you get old enough and you, if you're lucky enough to know your parent, you get to actually meet your parent as a person. Yeah. Not Lord. just as your mom or as your dad or as your, your figure. You get to really see them. Yeah. And the things yeah, that this woman does yeah. in her life and the things that she's instilled in me I literally... Like, I wouldn't be half of the person that I am. I mean, also, I wouldn't be a whole body at all, because she literally formed me inside of herself, (laughs) which is crazy. She made my circulatory system, my eyes, everything. Um, But there was still this moment of, like, oh, I I needed to deal with all of this. And it was this beautiful release of, like, tears and awareness that, like, I could look back, and not even realizing that i have been running. (gasps) I could look back and see these mountains in the distance, and be like, holy shit, look at those fucking mountains. They're huge. Yes, and look how far away I am from them now. Yeah. And now I can like, go through my photos and look at those mountains and my trip through them, you know, in a way. Um, it's a loose metaphor, but no, that's beautiful. I, I'm, I feel that, I guess, to answer the question, the thing that I'm most like, excited about or proud of is the fact that I get to process that now. And not everyone gets to get there. And not everyone gets out of those situations to begin to process that. So right. um, I have to give love to those people and th- who are still in the struggle. And, and we're all still in the of struggle. Course. But like you said, you can always get better, even yeah. if you're good. And yeah, I think that's been the greatest thing for me lately is being able to be vulnerable and be emotional and acknowledge that that's where it's from. And here's the thing. There's a lot of bullshit enlightenment out there in people and pseudoscience, whether it's, I'm not going to rage about like TikTok and Instagram because there's real people trying to say some really good things in this world, but, but there are people who bars, you know. right, precisely. I'm going to get you <laughs> one, by the way. You're getting the Dr. Brenner soap <laughs> bar. Like I put it in my brain already, just so you know. 18 in one uses, peppermint. You're going to love it, buddy. Yeah, um, you look
2: like an honest Amish, I believe you. It's <laughs> coming, buddy.
3: Yeah, you know me. M- 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 no electricity for this one. Uh, by the way, yeah, should I, should we write there's no down? electricity in this mic, right? Just make sure Should we write this down. Yes. Yeah, yeah, we should. Absolutely <laughs> uh, but uh, Truly like the reality that I get to deal with that and and the reality that there are people who hear certain things that are Pseudoscience for them and they go like oh, I'm this way because of this Look, like, yeah, I cheat on my partner all the time because my parents cheat on each other that's just who I am now. Better than a zodiac sign, but still. Sure, but it's still Ugh. shitty, right? And you're like, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're saying that because you you know why you are the way you are. So you've you've spun the wheel of enlightenment to that point, and then you stop. And you're like, don't want to do any work. No. Yeah. End scene. It's just it's just generational trauma that they're just yeah. gonna go ahead and be like, well, that's why I am. I guess I'm just a piece and of built, shit. You built know? an excuse, yeah. Precisely. Versus like. I had a friend who, who was that way, and he That's said to me the, like it's that it's your responsibility part. Yes. And I'm like, do you remember? Think back when you were a kid, you first figured that out, that your dad was cheating on your mom. Do you remember what your mom felt like? Do you remember how things were different? How the room was different at dinner? Do you remember? And he was like, fuck. And I'm like, yeah, dude, Like
0: you're, you're, you're doing that. You became you're the villain in your own story by choice. Yeah, and then it's kind of like, well, uh, there was a villain in my life, too. And you're like, the well, yeah, do this
3: all villain origin story. Yeah, yeah like, mm-hmm. what do you want to be here? What do you want to keep doing? And so I still give love and respect to those people, though, because they are processing yeah. and they're working on it. But I really hope that everyone keeps turning that wheel of enlightenment and just keep moving towards it. And I think, obviously, one of the greatest and one of the only answers we have is therapy and this idea of uh, processing and expressing yourselves to a professional not just your friends, not just your bartender, even though we've all dealt with that, uh, to a person who can actually see this and hear this. And they're not all going to be perfect. Just as a person who does their job in this field of science, it doesn't mean you're going to click with them all the time. You you might have to go through the process of finding multiples. And it's expensive too, but there are programs and there are real people who care to get you that help. And I really believe that that is the way forward for all of us. And if you don't have that shit, Reach out to a friend or you know, fucking find me. I'll listen. I can't give you good advice, but I'll listen. Or I could try. We'll, we'll chat. You you know, know, I mean, you've heard us. Yeah. We're going to try. That's We're going to try to <laughs> uh,
0: Yeah, I, you know, God. Yeah, Ben, what do you Yeah, Come on. <sighs> well, like, on I, I, I still can't. The the meeting your parents again as adults is, is a wild thing. And I'm, my brain is still reeling thinking about that.
3: I also th- want to say a caveat. I'm so glad we're taking longer talking about this than skincare routines. <laughs> that's fair. That's <laughs> Especially
0: fair. as, as men, but really um, I'm, like, I'm so glad I, for, for me when I was thinking about this question, uh, like this, this was obviously my question. So I was thinking about it as I was putting this together in my head. And the thing that I kept coming back to was <clears throat> that, kind of going back to the last question that we were talking about, which I had no idea that, that Charles was going to write, but was that idea of being on or, or not, right? Mm-hmm. I did not, I don't know how to phrase this. Like, I was alone a lot as a kid. I, I am the only child of my mother and father, and I was gifted two adopted brothers when I was 14. But when they showed up, I had already figured out girls and sports and everything and i didn't want to be an older brother at that point because i i just hadn't had anything i had been a pretty lonely kid and what i had started doing was was trying to find the affection that i craved in anything that wasn't my own home Mm. i just wanted to feel like someone like loved me and not like said I love you, but like actually loved me, like wanted to hug me, wanted to hold on to me. And that sadly expressed itself in sometimes positive, but sometimes negative relationships with women in, in my life when I was younger, because I just wanted to feel loved. I wanted somebody to say that, that they were there and that, that they cared about me. And when I needed physical affection, like th- that was a thing that I could find. Right. And what, what I realized as I hit late teens into early twenties was that sometimes the source of that didn't matter to me. Mm. It was, I just wanted affection. Getting a fix almost. It was it, 100%. It was yeah. absolutely a drug. And, um, uh, There was a woman that I I dated for three or four months named Katie who was a wonderful person and we were a terrible couple and our breakup was at a Champs (laughs) and uh, she literally said such a romantic space. Yeah, and, and she said I think that you're a good boyfriend and I think that you want a girlfriend but I don't know if you care if it's me. And that Really fucked my world up, yeah, because everything that I had done from the minute I had any personal autonomy mm-hmm. was trying to build as many relationships as I could outside of my house, so that yeah. I could feel like i I was safe and I was loved and i had I had family right, and hearing her frame that to me in that way kind of exploded everything that I had thought about myself and can I, I just
2: say she put the seasoning in the sour cream? She for sure
0: did. She, uh, she, she dropped the waffle fries right on top of that <laughs> shit. Um, <laughs> but like, it changed the direction of where I went for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because what I realized was that I had to figure out how to be authentically like, interactive with that love. I, I was trying to take it all in, but I wasn't necessarily giving anyone anything unique back. Right. I would just like shower somebody with like, here's some music, here's some praise, here's a dinner, here's a bunch of physical affection. We're good, right? And having to learn that I had to, I had to accept the fact that this was a deficit that I still hold to this day. And having to understand that that's also something that I'm capable of because I can turn it on and sometimes don't always understand that the switch is on mm. uh, was a really frightening thing for me to have to actually, like, like wrestle with, right? Yeah, and atone for Yeah, and atone for it. And, yeah. like, there, I mean, there are, there are a lot of broken hearts in my past because it didn't necessarily matter who it was. It was just... I wanted the affection and I wanted to feel that back, right? And as I grew into being uh, a partner and then a husband to my wife, the metaphor that I used was uh, "She has a wonderful family, and they are very close, and they're just really great people. And at one point, uh, a friend of mine asked me, like, how, "How is that for you, given your family background?" Mm. Uh, we and uh, we were at Spoon and Stable at, a, at a, a bar here in town. And I had a pint glass and a shot glass. And I said, she needs this pint glass to be full to feel like she's had enough time and love with her family. And I need this shot glass to be full for me to feel like my needs are met. Mm. But the problem is that that's also where I'm deriving my hydration from. And you're never, ever going to stop being thirsty if
3: with just a shot. With just a shot. Damn, buddy.
0: And... Trying to drill down on that was like, how do I grow that glass? Mm. And what it what it became to me was trying to find deeper relationships and trying to find humans that I could actually open up to and say, Hey, things aren't great if you drill down. I can give you a really five-minute course, like a really easy five-minute course on (laughs) things are awesome in this world. Like boom, 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 here we go. This is what's going on. But if you followed me for twenty four hours, that was not the case at all. Right. And giving myself permission to like, I had a tr- I had a tough time with therapy because I would game therapists. I would catch myself fucking lying. Yeah. Just to try and get them to like get me. To li- mm. Yeah. And I'm like, holy yep. fuck, I'm on in therapy. What am I doing? <laughs> And the sad part was it wasn't a therapist. It was talking to my friends and actually opening up about it yeah. to and saying, I'm really vulnerable and I need to fucking understand. Do you see this? Mm-hmm. Do you understand this? And it turns out everybody that actually loved me was like, yeah, totally. Like, what can we do to help? And it was once I had accepted that from the people in my life and I stopped trying to play that game with them, mm-hmm. then – I could be a little bit more open with a therapist and I could talk a little bit more about that. And then it, it, like it was always tough also not being understood really by either of my parents that like the reason that I had so many friends and the reason that I wanted to be around everybody was also because I really do just love affection. Like I love giving hugs and I love receiving hugs. Like all of that. That is a, that wasn't like just a thing that I was doing. That's something that I really enjoy. And it was trying to figure out how to actually just say, honestly, this is what I want. And honestly, this is what I am. And then all of a sudden those hugs become more important. Yeah. Right. You know, like I'm lucky enough that today I got to hug four (laughs) men in my life that are roughly my size. Like that's (laughs) fucking amazing. Right. And I'm so sad knowing that there are a lot of guys out there that can't say that. Yeah. And and knowing that I can, like, when you walked in, MJ, yeah. just getting to hug you and say, I'm so glad that you're here, and oh, yeah. hearing you say, I'm so glad to be here. Like, yeah. that is something that I don't know if 15 years ago would have happened. It would sure. have been some weird, like, handshake half grip, handshake, yeah. half pound thing. Kind of Roman grip. Like, on the yeah, you ready, to, you ready to do this? Yeah. You know, like, you would have
3: bag tagged me and said, <laughs> <Yeah. out. laughs> Exactly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> What's
0: up, dude? You know, like, uh, Charles, I mean, either before, after, or both. You and I hug each other for every one of these episodes. And because of the stigma of people thinking that I was performing, Mm. I think sometimes I thought, wait, is this even real? And yeah, it 100% is. Mm -hmm. And allowing yourself to feel all of the feelings and say, no, I do love these humans. And this is where I derive connection from. That's okay. It doesn't have to be where everybody else gets it from. It doesn't have to be what's written on a Hallmark card in like the the gift section. It can just be, I have a different path, but I found the people that I love and I found people that love me and that's awesome. It doesn't have to be like, I'm doing this because I didn't get it then. It can just be, hey, I've realized that because of how I grew up or maybe just either way I would have ended up this way. I love affection, and I love telling people that I feel something for them, and I love having that discussion. I think that that's a really beautiful thing, and giving yourself that permission is a very, very big thing, and it's something that I have felt as a male at 42 growing up with all the 80s movies and all of the sitcoms that I watched religiously as an only child. I think that was a really hard thing for me to shed, that it doesn't have to be for ulterior motives. You can just say... I just really love being around these people. And I love yeah. saying that I love being around you guys. Yeah, and right. that's, I, I think that's allowing myself to process things and then giving myself permission to be who I am, not as an affect of what had happened mm-hmm. or an effect of what had happened, but instead just being this is who I am conscious and this choice. is what makes me healthy as a conscious choice. Yeah. That, that was life-changing for me. And that's what's made me a, a better partner to, to my wife and I hope a better friend to, to the people around me. It's, it used to be like, am I just doing this because of what I didn't get before? Right. Fuck that. That's other stuff that I'm also consciously working through. Mm-hmm. But saying, hey, sometimes this is just something that I need and want and that it's okay to need and yeah. want things and giving yourself that permission, I guess, is kind of where I ended on that one. That's beautiful. I'm, I'm,
3: I'm also just, again, to both of you, thank you for being eloquent and, and open and vulnerable here. And allowing me a space to be here on this podcast with you and also be vulnerable as well. Um, because it's something that I realize I want to be all the time. Yeah. And, and it is that permission you have to give yourself. And as soon as you do that not that you're a leader or you're championing something, but as soon as you're vulnerable, someone else is going to be fucking be vulnerable. Yep. Same way, as soon as you're funny and you're in the room, someone else who's funny is going to be funny. If you're sad, I mean, <laughs> everyone's sad already, <laughs> so, okay, all right, cool, you're, you're, you're in good company. But I love the image of the cup. You said, like, the, she needs a pint, I need a shot, but how do I make that cup bigger? And I guess yeah. the silver lining, beautiful nature, and I'm, a, I'm an optimist, um, is that the amount of getting filled, like the spirit or the beer or the water, whatever mm-hmm. you might call it, that is infinite. Yep. And that is out there. It's how big you want your cup to it be or how much you need is there. But you, you're not gonna run out of the amount of love or affection you can receive. And that was the
0: lesson that it's I didn't, I didn't learn until I met my partner. That's and beautiful. It's, it's been, I mean, it's been an awkward growing phase. Oh.
3: And I'm so <laughs> glad you answered that question correctly earlier about avocados and <laughs> beef. Because it means you guys can stay together. <laughs> yes. And, um, I'll never trade her for an avocado. <laughs> Reading the avocado
0: leaves. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Beautiful. I need a drink uh, after that. Hey, yeah, yeah, buddy. Hell That was yeah. a really was wonderful and beautiful moment. Thank you, boys. Are we recording this? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> mm. Charles,
3: you know, you want to... The power p- went out again, actually. Mm. A while, <laughs> 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 uh, we'll what
0: first, here. what are we drinking? And second, yeah. Charles, uh, uh, you want to take This
2: the Pachuga Mezcal. It is the most accessible pachuga you can find in our marketplace and probably many That's others. Uh, not cheap, but pachugas aren't cheap. It's just nice that you can go to Stinson and go to Stinson and find a bottle of this at any time you would like. Ah, oh,
3: so good. That's fucking delicious.
0: Oh my god. It's yeah. so it's fruity so and so bright yeah, and also like smoky and deep.
3: And the mouthfeel. Uh, yeah, buttery Chardonnay almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is. roastiness. Yeah, it's What's the name again?
0: U
2: Ball. Y mm. U U B A A L. Great stuff. It's the black and pink label. That's how you can identify that it is the uh, standard pachuga that they sell. Fucking great. Final topic mm-hmm. MJ, if you could only drink one libation for the rest of your life, What would it be? So it could be like Pilsner Merlot, old fashioned. Basically you gotta pick like, don't try to cheat the system, just pick like a segment or a type of a a beer or a type of wine or a a cocktail or a spirit. Or choose
3: a hundred more wishes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> all yeah. right all of them
2: that's a Ooh. great answer quam what about you
3: <laughs> yeah we should wrap it up uh no um yeah actually i'm gonna yeah one of you guys go first I have to think about that and I, my, I know my first answer it's probably my last one too but i'm gonna figure it out i uh
0: yeah i i thought about this all afternoon and i think it has to be bourbon i there's mm. there's i love like having a cocktail in the quiet hours, my, my wife gets up so early for work, and she is so regimented with her sleep. There's usually an hour or two that I get just by myself at night before I go to bed. And sometimes it's just literally like reading or watching something and then going to bed. Sometimes I'll go downstairs. Uh, our dog and cat do not get along, so our cat's in the basement. That's weird. So <laughs> Right? <laughs> so I'll go downstairs and hang out with our cat. Uh, I love like a little two ounce pour of bourbon at the end of the night. Mm. And part of it I think has been that I've equated that with I'm done with whatever things I needed to do going back to my time in the service industry. Sure. Like there were times that the sun was coming up and I needed one little present to myself something for before me. I went to be yeah, a little, yeah, something little something one for just for me. Yeah. And I also would usually throw headphones on instead of putting like a TV show on it that night because Did I didn't You ever do a hand puppet bartender? <laughs> what would you like? Man? Well, I guess I'll have a bourbon. <laughs> and I don't know why I'm using the same voice back to it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it was somebody else too. It was. Yeah, yeah. It I tried that, Charlie. <laughs> that was always my. <laughs> that damn. was always my present to myself.
1: Sure. And
0: that was, to this day, when I do that. Even if it's, like, uh, I have a bottle of Jim Beam White Label. Uh, If it's an Elijah Craig small batch, like, Mm. these are not expensive bourbons. But that was always, hey, you made it through again. Everything went well. Nothing bad happened. You can just say goodnight tonight, and tomorrow will be another day. That was always the present that I gave to myself. Mm. So if I had to strip everything else away and pick one thing, I would hope that that would... Be the thing that I could still give myself, mm. just like a hey, you did okay. We're gonna do it again tomorrow, and but we're we'll, talking the rest c- of your
3: life here with this question again. I, so like every every wedding reception you go to, yep. every every, I, every backyard party you're slugging bourbon. I mean, literally, I mean, most most weddings
0: too. that I've been to, most backyard parties that I've been to, I have had bourbon. Again, uh, there, are, there are, of course, myriad things that I would love to drink. Of course. But if I have to nail it down to one, mm-hmm. that is the thing that I've given myself as a present more than anything else on earth. And I think that if I had to strip everything else away and I had to give myself one thing, I would say this is the gift I will give to you, the thing that up until this point at 42, you have chosen to celebrate with more than anything else.
3: Yeah, There you go. That,
0: and I... I you know, I don't. Do you want me to pick a specific bourbon, or nope. can I, okay. no? Okay. Then no. with that, I am very happy with that
3: well answer. Yeah, there's like a myriad of options in that. Right? So
0: uh, really, MJ. Oof.
3: Um, I honestly was gonna say bourbon as well to you begin with, as my instinct, because it's so fantastic, and I, I think it's also maybe one of the only spirits I have the most knowledge of, and uh, whether it's the origin story or like all the different styles and ways in which it's created. But um, also, though, if I'm going for like, what's the word? road wear like how much I can actually do um how much I can keep drinking of it <laughs> and did not yeah. feel like beleaguered <laughs> or, you know yep. um I have become a tequila drinker in truth like it's just it's, it's something that I wake up and I used to drink a lot of whiskey and, and cider it was like you know beer is I love beer I respect beer it's a beautiful beautiful beverage so much you can do with it but I find right. myself drinking like a bunch of high lifes and you know some Jim Beam shots, and I wake up the next day and I'm feeling shitty, you know. And and not only am I just hungover, but I'm also processing all the wheat and all the sugar and all the other stuff. Now I drink white claw and tequila, 100% agave and white claw, and so I wake up and I feel shitty just from the alcohol, not from all the other stuff that's <laughs> happening. You
0: know? I have one type yeah. of shitty, not myriad shitties.
3: Yes, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how it is. Um, so I would I, I think honestly at this point in my life and these days I would just say tequila for that for that reason. Um or I guess agave is a better term because that leaves mezcal uh ready to walk in the door. I'll allow it. Yeah, which I do love. <laughs> agave thank you, thank is qualified. <laughs> yep. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate that. Um yeah, um that'll be if not that ninety-nine bananas. For
0: like <laughs> yeah, forever. <'Cause laughs> not like, that, that bullshit banana liqueur. No. Ninety nine no. proof.
3: Specifically ninety-nine proof.
0: I want to um, get fucked up know. if I'm drinking run bananas. Even? They, do. Oh, they do. They do. They they also still make the uh, little two ounce guys.
3: Oh yeah, I mean like, wow. that's their market, right? Honestly, I feel like 99 bananas. Same thing as like UV blue. Uh, it tastes like someone's parents are out of town this uh-huh. weekend. You know? Like yes. That's every time I take a sip or like see yeah. it, I'm like. Okay, well, hey, right. Jason's backyard is fucking cool, you know? His parents oh, are not in town, and it's fucking cool.
0: Somebody's getting zipper burn on their dick from yeah. dry
2: grinding. To harken back to yeah. when <laughs> I did the postal exam, I lived with a friend of mine in Bryn Mawr, and uh, I pilfered his 99 bananas one night. No because, way. Yeah, things were, things were slow to start. I wasn't making a lot of money. I was studying the postal exam. Yeah, man, yeah, I just cut up a russet <laughs> potato into fries, and I... Pilfered his fucking fifth of 99 <laughs> bananas <laughs> out of pure desperation. I really want dinner. I one rusted <laughs> potato cut into fries and a fifth of 99 bananas. I really want to <laughs> snip out that audio of like, vegetables. listen, yeah. oh, I,
0: yeah. I pilfered his oh. 99 bananas. Yeah. Things weren't happening. It was going a little slow. <laughs> I just decided to go into his cupboards. Like it's I universal. Like yeah. It's <laughs> universal. Let's <laughs> just say this. I knew he wouldn't miss it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Yeah, I, think I might be admitting it to him right now. Oh, answer. that's amazing! Tequila, go with tequila, or cool. uh, again agave, agave. agave, yeah. I, I think it um, it has the most um, uh, the least amount of road wearing, mm? where it's just like you know, I feel like I can Got keep it. going on it, and I can keep sipping on it. And if I get to the point where I don't want anymore, it's fine. I still want it tomorrow. Like mm-hmm. it's not a, I well. can never do that again, you know, type thing. So I don't really have that with many liquors. That's
2: right. <laughs> Charles. Yeah. What about you? I'm gonna be a real bougie slut about this, yes. but I, I was kind of presented with this topic in a roundabout way recently, and uh, this is different than Desert Island. We did Desert Island. Desert Island, you're on a fucking Desert Island, you know? Mm-hmm. The sun's basking upon you, you know? You want Pilsner? You want something sunny, fresh? like Pina Colada. Not,
3: that's me. What's that? Uh, uh, pina Colada. I'm oh. assuming this Desert Island it's has a blender. It's not still 99 <laughs> bananas. Alright, that's interesting. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> pina Colada <laughs> bananas with bananas. 99 bananas.
2: <laughs> uh, so for me, the the answer to the question, which, like, immediately occurred to me like wow that is definitely my answer is bougie ass aged champagnes mm. like oxidated aged champagnes okay. dried apricot Yum. Uh, all the characteristics of like that like rich deep character character that ends up Funky, developing and salts
0: in there yeah, yeah.
2: like give me all the sexiest bottles i'll i, I could knock down all those bottles every day Never get
3: bored. Straight up Great Gatsby, this thing. Big time.
2: <laughs> oh, man. I really did. Uh, the, yeah, and and I have a lot of great memories tied to some really wonderful bottles of, of those champagnes as well. Uh, God, I'm doing it. Guys, I'm doing it. Oh, well,
3: yeah, get in when there. When Marnie
2: and I went to French Laundry. We got a okay, yeah. bottle of the Arpouillon. Got, I think his Grand Reserve is t- 2009. And it was just like that rich, deep... Dark fruit, like dried mm. fruit, characteristic, mm-hmm. and when I experienced that, it was uh, very illuminating for me because I never had it to that degree. Sure, and it just almost seemed like the sum of those elements was an entirely new beverage that I had never experienced, and I was fucking obsessed. Like, yeah. how do I access more things that taste yeah. like this? And it ended up being that because I love wine, I love champagne. I'm no amateur SOM, but I, uh, I try to access all of the best things that I can find and try to learn more yeah. as the years uh, draw by. But I didn't know exactly how to ask for that quality because frequently it occurs via the, just the process of aging. Yeah. those Those qualities just occur to that bottle of wine after it's been sitting there unperturbed for whatever number of years and the older it is often the better it tastes. If it was already a good champagne, hey, you're off to the races. And now I actually know how to find what I'm looking for. I can ask my friends, I can ask Paul Hennessy, I can ask like any number of my Sommelier friends or or, like really well accessed buyers at various restaurants. Like what what should I want? What should I be looking for right now? And now it feels like I, I got this like key to the city because someone can tell yeah. me, look for this bottle. And then I can literally try to access it online, buy it, find it at a restaurant or find out what restaurant it's at. Yes, If I had free access to that, it's almost in that sense, also a cheat code because if I could just have that, like it could be given to me freely. Like you have an unlimited uh, quantity <laughs> of these products well, God damn it! I will be tearing that shit up every night, and I'll never—I <laughs> assure
0: you I'll never get bored of it. I um, would just like to interject uh, to anybody that listened to Eric Eastman 2.0 episode. Uh, mm-hmm. I did reference the fact that my wife and I made a ridiculously amazing sandwich and then bought a bottle of red wine and drank it out of paper cups at a French laundromat. So you can d- judge who actually— <laughs> went to the French lottery <laughs> and who had the better experience uh, that was, said, you are, calm. you are correct. Uh, I, I would love, I would love to have access to those funky, awesome, sparkling champagnes, but I don't know if I could do that as my only thing. Yeah. I like, think, I think for me that would, I, like, and I, would. I love <laughs> and adore that flavor probably more than anything else but it has to be sparing for me. And I don't know if that's like me, like I need to like push good things away so that when they come (laughs) like this, you know, they're a treat. There's more to unpack there. Yeah. Let me just
2: qualify this. Like when, when you, during the pandemic, right, Mm -hmm. we were drinking nonstop. Mm -hmm. Probably most of us, I ended up getting into this zone where we were drinking so much that everything seemed like a bad idea for me. I discovered as a person, I can always drink wine. I yep. can always drink yep. wine. Yeah. if I'm like cider beer mezcal bourbon gin like when you look around and you know we have an abundance we're fortunate to have an abundance of spirits and, and fermentations all throughout our home if I have to go all the way down every option and I zero out everything don't want it don't feel like it sure. I can I can drink wine yep I can drink and champagne I can drink champagne anytime,
0: all day, anytime.
3: I want to give honorary mention to, um, uh, and I almost said it just to sound even cooler, but uh, Chartreuse.
0: Oh yes, because
3: sure. I like. I think Chartreuse is one of the coolest liquors ever created, and and, Absolutely. and, and again, it's a lot of mythology. Yeah, and, and you'd have vintages. Time. You'd have vintages. Literally, yeah, and like there's different batches made for like the mm-hmm. last four hundred years by these monks, and it's just like well, and I, I tell people about this, and like. Um, I've definitely done the the sin of like, it's 4 a.m. Uh, we've ran out of the liquor in our place. And, and my roommate and my best friend, uh, Dierra, she's also a bartender uh, here in uh, Minneapolis and uptown. And there'll be nights where she, and she doesn't really enjoy necessarily the flavor of chartreuse. Like, it all, she's like, this is fine, this is beautiful, and I respect it for what it is. But like, we have definitely had a night where like we put, you know, like it. P- in like a to-go, oh, yeah. um, like a little like a water bottle with some ice and stuff and just go to a park and like sit there sipping on chartreuse. And um, <laughs> the beauty of that, it, again, it's that it's it's that like pearls before swine type thing totally. where like we're drinking this thing that is like literally no one in the history of humanity has known all the ingredients to this. Cause it's to this day, it, but yeah. no one knows all the ingredients. Do we, I don't know if you uh, – I'm mean, assuming all of your podcast listeners are, are pretty affluent by, uh, and aware of their uh, – uh <laughs> this liquor, but if not, go ahead and Google it. Uh, chartreuse. It's pretty amazing. They tell the story on the bottle, but you can really get into it way more. But the fact that it, uh, has so many different aromatics and so many different flavors and it's like, what, like 120 proof, like 110 proof or something like Like it's insane. So I think that, um, that's in there, but again, I couldn't do it every day. I mean, I, it'd be like, I could be that guy. If I was a teenager and I had just watched uh, death proof, I think yeah. that's when, it's uh, like <laughs> yes. Tarantino yep. movie where he like talks about chartreuse. So it's the greatest liquor uh, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's mine. That's, that's yeah, Like I'm is. that guy, you know. Like people are like, yeah, we're going to this house party. There's a keg of hams, and uh, there's a bunch of wine coolers. I'm like, no, MJ, chartreuse. he made that pact that one time. He's only gonna drink this for the rest of his life. And now it's just Chartreuse. Oh, he's so amazing. So amazing. He's so different. Yeah,
0: they named the color doing? after the liquor. It's the only, yeah. it's the only liquor on earth that's just that has a color named after <laughs>
3: it. It's like I'm a black hole of conversation, though. You know what I mean? Like go talk to that guy drinking Chartreuse. Now All show you're me your
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, fuck. All right, we should, we should yeah, pull this back into the yeah. station. Uh, <laughs> MJ, first of all, thank you so much for being here. Dude, thank you for having me. Uh, you guys, this has been a treat. Second of all, uh, we are going to link uh, your stand-up special to uh, this podcast post. Hell yeah. Is there anything that you want people to know about that side?
3: Um, I, uh, I just, I love it. And I hope that anyone who watches it, I hope it brightens your day a little bit. Yeah. And um, it's on YouTube, uh, nothing too fancy yet, and I hope that if you um, enjoy it half as much as I enjoyed being able to create it and share that with people, then I think you're going to have a good, da- a, good, a good time, a, good, a goddamn good time. <laughs> um, goddamn I will say time. this, after walking off the stage that night, I, I truly felt like it was the uh, greatest I could have done. And that's something as a performer that I do not often feel at all. And I'm sure I have notes, you know, every month that passes, I'm like, I could have done this, I could have done that. But the way in which I wanted to do it, I did it exactly as I did. And um, I love it, and I'm happy with it, and um, I hope it just spreads joy. There was a talk about putting it behind a paywall or, like, Patreon or something else, and I was like, it's already hard to get people to watch anything that's not 10 seconds or TikTok or something. Mm. So to tell people to pay me $5 to watch this thing Felt foolish, but um, maybe next time it's maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, right. absolutely. And in terms of how you feel about how you performed and yeah. things you could have done differently. It's like everything else we've been talking about mm-hmm. growing, growing, maturing, yeah, tailoring, improving. Truly. You, you, you're going to look back on that. It was beautifully shot. Yes. Yeah. You look back on Thank it and say, you. dude, that was dope. But like, look where I'm at now. You're just going to keep improving. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's so, yeah.
0: Hope
3: people have a good time with it, really. As
0: somebody who's known you for a very long time, mm-hmm. uh, I was so proud watching it. Oh. I, I just like, and I'm an asshole about comedy. I would not, I, I, I will tell you that I love you, but I would not give effusive yeah. praise to I it. Know. It it really was like the whole time that I watched it, I was trying to wrestle with like laughing and also just like kind of choking back how proud oh. I was of what Thanks, you did. Man. So, f- for all of our listeners out there. Watch it. We're going to put it on, yeah. on as a link. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you want to talk about uh, the improv group as well? Like, Is that something? Yeah, yeah.
3: absolutely. I mean, like, if you're here in Minneapolis or you're visiting, um, I'm with the Bearded Company. Uh, we perform every Friday at 10.30 p.m. Uh, at Huge Theater in Uptown Minneapolis. It's uh, the only long-form improv theater in Minnesota. I honestly think it's one of the only long-form specific improv theaters in uh, most of the country. And um, we've been together for a very long time and we love and trust each other so much that we can do some things that are maybe more um, outrageous and intimate than other groups can. Um, Not to discredit those groups, but we just have a long history and we love each other and the storytelling. So every Friday at 10.30 at Huge Theater, we have a show running. Um, you can check us out, uh, Bearded Company. Um, you can look us up on Instagram. There's, again, the group here and the group in L.A. And if you live in L.A., go check it out. And if you live in Nebraska, we love you. Uh, <laughs> You're we'll the be best. Back. You're the greatest. Um, <laughs> um, L.A., yeah, I'm not that. sure about it. podcast. and oh, oh, God, I almost forgot. Come yeah, on. Sorry, my bad, buddy. I also have a podcast. Uh, uh, the company members and our amazing dungeon master, uh, Alan Voigt uh, created Break the Dice, uh, we started this podcast. It's an improvised D&D podcast, and by which I mean, if you don't like d and and you don't understand it, listen to our podcast, because we're not really entirely playing d d It's not a three-hour thing. Each episode is four, maybe 40 minutes, and we only use the D20, uh, the 1 through 20 dice to determine how we're doing, and Ben's got a tattoo on his arm, looking pretty fucking cool, (laughs) it's geometrically pleasing, Um, but yeah, we approach it in the way in which, um, if you've ever seen a fantasy movie before, you'll understand what the hell's going on, it's just a Mm -hmm. fantasy realm story, and it's all improvised, and it Comedy is the main point, so if you want something that's light and easy to go through, it's not watching, like, you know, Critical Role or some of these other amazing, like, you know, uh, groups, they're, they're going for three hours, they're playing a full campaign, we are doing ten episodes a campaign, um, and it's just fun, and it's that loose. That
2: more practical.
3: It is yes, way, and that we, it's yeah. adi- it's digestible. We want it to be fun and loose. And the funny thing is, we're improvising, so we don't write down a lot of our plot points. So people will be listening to it, and like the next episode, we'll do a previously on, and we talk about this really intense moment, and then the whole 45 minutes it never comes up again <laughs> <laughs> because we're improvising and we're doing it every w- every two weeks, everyone, you know. And so uh, we they've heard the episode before, we haven't heard the episode before because the way we're editing it. So um, some people are like, well, what about this thing? You got this chainmail of earthwalking which means you can walk through the earth. You could have just used that to escape the dungeon. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Yeah, we could have done that. <laughs> um, but it's, it's a lot of fun. And everyone that listens to it, we, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Um, so it's and like Stranger Things somehow with more hormones? Way more hormones, yeah, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> and then um, double the hormones. It's 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 more hormones than anything else, honestly. <laughs> oh uh, shit! Yeah, really, truly, that's and a that good tagline. That's a good, yeah, exactly. Check more this out. Than anything yeah. else. Yeah, absolutely. Cover yourself with Axe body spray and listen yeah. to our podcast. Double the chesty bitches. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then I, I would love to pitch, if I could, uh, this uh, show that just started uh, last night. I don't know. Uh, last night is different in the world of podcasts, but um, recently I started doing uh, recently uh, at Folstead's Emporium. It's oh. a speakeasy here in Uptown. There's another location as well outside of Minneapolis. But uh, specifically at this space, we're going to do the first Wednesday of every month. And after the success of the Ooh. first show last night, it sounds like we might do the first and third Wednesday of every month. It's a comedy showcase It's stand up and it's curated by me. Uh, Luckily, I have so many friends who are so talented, so gifted. And uh, with after the pandemic, like I said, so many people want so much stage time, but they're only getting three minutes, five minutes at open mics because, you know, it's a grind. And there's so many people who want to keep working. This is a show where everyone does around 10 to 12 minutes. It's more personal. Uh, It's a speakeasy vibe. So it's called Easy Speak um, and um, very clever in which you just swap words. Perfect. Um, But Easy Speak, every first and possibly third Wednesday of every month uh, here in Uptown, Minneapolis. And, um, yeah, I post everything online on my shows. If you want to follow me on Instagram, it's MJ underscore Matheson, M-A-T-H-E-S-O-N. And... You'll find uh, that's all I use the platform for is producing and promoting these shows that I love and get to do because um, I'm at the zenith of my joy when I'm on stage and I'm performing. And when I also get to show audiences these amazing people that I get to experience weekly that they maybe never get a chance to do. So, um, yeah, I'm really proud of it and I'm super happy I couldn't be luckier to get to do it in that space. Plus, personally, I get to wear a suit and drink a Sazerac. Looked pretty damn good. While I'm on stage, thank you. Thank you. It was Calvin Klein. Um, but I, I did buy that at a savers. But after being here at Caraway, I do believe that I might end up getting a proper bespoke suit. Because yeah. I, I feel like, I, get, I mean, it, dude, uh, th- some of the suits I saw upstairs and some oh. of the stuff I saw online here is insane. I
2: just yesterday ordered a new suit. For real? Yeah. Uh, Army Green. And it's got the breast pockets. Have, what? Um, pockets for cigars. The fuck, mm. like, Little like shell casings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Uh.
0: Well, and again, what a great way to bring it back around to, again, thank you to Club Carraway for allowing us to be here and yes. for being what it is. What a beautiful place mm-hmm. for us to be, right dead center, just south of downtown. Uh, I, I love this location. I love everything about it. And again, I love the acoustics in here. It, it just mm-hmm. makes me feel better being here. Highly sexual. <laughs> <laughs> really. Highly sexual. Speaking of hormones. Yeah. Uh, all coming in. MJ, again, thank you so much for thank you being, for being a part me. of this. Like, This has yeah. been something that I've wanted to do for a very long time, and you guys have been performer. saying no for
2: two years. <laughs> 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 I don't
3: know,
2: man. I'm just glad we <laughs> made it work. not trust this guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
3: Fair. It, you rightfully so, Charles, honestly. <laughs> it's such a pleasure to meet you, Charles. And, and Same. Honestly, Absolutely. being able to listen to your podcast before and then be able to be on it. Uh, you, you, I'm a fan and so it's lovely to be in this room and actually it's realize and it's the just beauty, as easy. the beauty of this format too like yeah. I'm getting to know you now
0: yeah, yeah. how cool yeah. is that truly we're friends and yeah. getting going back to uh, when I first met you with our Appleton connection that's right we didn't now. even get into that yeah like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's it's been A wild and B so fucking amazing to watching to just to watch like you explode and the the arc only goes up. So same same again. for you, my friend. <laughs> I love that.
3: I uh, quickly I met Ben um, in Appleton, Wisconsin. I was bartending, and uh, you were there visiting. And I was going to move to Minneapolis soon. And there is this loud motherfucker just telling me all about how great minneapolis is and then genuinely th- i got cut and i got to go out and drink with you and yeah. arm around my shoulder you're like i'm gonna show you so much i'm gonna do go. and then i come here and man of his word <laughs> literally this motherfucker is working at every bar i could ever want to go to uh so knows there are all, all these, these different parties bravado, not at all bravado. There, there's bravado <laughs> and there is uh there's ben Vato, right <laughs> and uh, he's got it he's got it all so, I've, I've felt very, very fortunate
0: to, to have or uh, gained it was you a qualm before the storm. Yeah, qualm uh, before the storm. To both of you, I'm, yeah. I'm just so very lucky to have you in my lives. And uh, yeah. here we go. So, thank We're you for all listening. all hugging thank after this. You, and you for should go hug. It here. Yes. You should go hug somebody after this. We've yours. had the power go out. We've I'm talked th- a lot. Here we go. I'm still nude. Yeah. Charles <laughs> is still nude, and Lug's oddly enough, be not cold. And honestly, let's work on a loofah subscription like <laughs> we could just yeah. cheer you once a week and okay. we could probably, probably do every three hours yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> three, yeah, yeah exactly that's like right. you're right <laughs> episode. Yep, by our math right
2: <laughs> looks at his watch uh
0: all right love you so much and uh right, guys. we'll see you next time cheers <laughs>